Welcome to Cup Talk. I'm Nick. And I'm Mason. Mason, how the heck are you? I'm doing good. It's a, it's a nice Monday night. It's, a, it's springtime weather. The weather is nice. You know, I mean, it's, and we're in the basement. It's nice and cool. <laughs> it's spring break, but I, I felt like today was like winter break. It was it was kind of cold out here. Was it? Yeah, my I was I was inside actually all day, so I was looking out at the sun. It's, it felt warm looking out. <laughs> it but, felt warm, you know, while you were so looking. In my but. mind, it was warm, but uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, you know, I got to hang out with you guys this weekend. Yeah, at, uh, we, the Iron Cup and at a Grizz game and. Now I'm here talking to you, so it's been a great weekend. <laughs> it has, I know it, it does feel like it hasn't been that long because we we did get to hang out more, right? But uh, you know, we we you came to the Iron Cup game, you came to the Grizzly game with us, so it's, it was a fun weekend, and I it mean, was definitely a busy weekend. But <laughs> made myself part of the family this weekend, that's for sure. Hey, always part of the family, Mason. Always so. We'll just get right into it. You let's know, let's talk Iron Cup first. You know, youth hockey is the last weekend of the DC Win, so that's the organization we play for. And it was our Iron Cup. And talking to the organization, it was a super successful tournament. And like the Iron Cup, if you've never played in it, it's like the swag grab. Like so much swag. There was a ton of swag. I was. That was like probably what blew my mind the most, showing up and just seeing basket after basket after basket. Well, and not only that, like that was what. Oh, like, you mean the Iron Cup like, swag? Is there? Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So teams got medals, hats. There was T-shirts. Everybody that plays in the Iron Cup gets a free T-shirt. Nice, that's cool. So an Iron Cup T-shirt, like coaches get them, and then like the winning, the three winning teams, not just the winning. You know how you go to most tournaments, and it's like your winner gets a banner, you know, maybe right. a T-shirt. Maybe no, the winner's Iron taking Cup. home something. Nobody yeah. else is, though. Yeah, Iron Cup winners get the, the the hat, the banner, the medals. They get the cup, you know, and then the second place still gets medals and hats, and third place gets medals. So yeah, It's like we're winning a Stanley Cup right there, you know, you're getting all the swag. We had to have the T-shirts printed for both teams to win today. So <laughs> Everybody got <laughs> no, free T-shirts, you know. It's just Iron Cup. That's No, that's awesome, though, and, like, you know, it's kind of fun as a kid to go home with a T-shirt and a hat and – and whatever, and it's yeah. like, I played in this tournament, you know, it was, it was a great time. If you have a medal hanging up because of it or a trophy in your room because of it, that's those are, those are memories that, you know, you're going to have forever. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, when we came in, we came in for our first, like, game, like, there was a bag for every kid, and it had, like, gift card, you know, hockey coupons, it had a, some Howie's Wax, it had oh, a water bottle, Howie's. had all this stuff, and... Come to find out that every kid that played in the tournament got that same swag. Got that bag. swag bag, huh? Yeah, that's an expensive. The organization swag bag. spent like thousand dollars on Howie's wax just for yeah, all these kids. Like, you know, just to give them a little something. So that's cool. It's definitely, I think, the funnest tournament I played in all year for like being a coach. And I can only imagine as a kid, you know, you got all this stuff, and and it's all week long. So like usually, you know, it's like. Two games Friday, one game Saturday morning, and then if you made it a championship, which Iron Cup you play like they place out every team. So yeah, so you're playing on the last day no matter what. Yeah, you want you in that fourth you know game and you know you win or lose in the end of the tournament. Not just like oh we didn't make it in. <laughs> right, we're going home. We're driving home early because uh, we're not playing tomorrow. Yeah, and and ours our you know tournament we didn't win first place, which we would have loved to win first place, but. We, we lost kind of big to Logan on Wednesday night. 
And then Thursday we had a battle with the Junior Grizz, and it came down to one goal, and it was close. And then we we beat Rock Springs. That was the game you came to. That was awesome. Yeah, and it was a so, six two win. You guys yeah, dominated. Seven two, I think. Seven so. two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There was a kid that scored a Hattie. Yeah, yeah. And, I kind of uh, makeshift threw my hat. I was like, yeah, good for you, bro. Like, uh, Not really gonna throw this hat. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then we we played Rock Springs again on Saturday for the you know it was the cellar dweller game, you know, the toilet bowl. Yeah, but. It was a different team that showed up. That Rock Springs team, like, turned it up. That goalie that was for Rock Springs, that girl is so good. And I talked to her after. Like, I caught her. And, like, apparently in Rock Springs, their high school didn't have a goalie. So they got this 10-year-old to come play goalie in high school. In a high school game. Yeah. That's insane. A 10-year-old female. Female play playing high school, high school hockey. That like, is crazy. That's a cool story, though. Like No wonder she's freaking rocking it. She's so. taking her place, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so she was stellar, and, like, we definitely had to earn every goal we scored. The first night she played stellar, and then Saturday she was lights out. And you guys uh, still got the dub, right? We did, but it was 0-0 after the first. It was 1-1 after the second, and then we ended up getting another one in the third, and then I <laughs> I was, you know, it was 2-1. I was like, uh, we had, like, a minute something left, yeah. and I was like, I want to win. You know, I oh, want these definitely. kids to end their season right. on a win. So, like, I, I had to make change, and I, I tried to give, like, the older kids kind of their churn on the ice. So I pulled off one of the kids, and I looked to the bench, and every kid's like, me, 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 me. And, like, last shift of the, the season. The one kid, Aaron, he was just cheesing. He was just cheesing me, you know. Like, he <laughs> didn't, like, ask. He just had this smile, and I was like, Aaron, go. Let's go. Puck drops, comes to Aaron, Aaron buries it. He gets a, G, <laughs> yeah. a goal too, huh? A Gino to seal oh, the deal. Just right there. And I was just like, I knew it. Dude, I knew it. You were feeling it, Coach Nick. So I pulled him off right after and I get the girl who hasn't, you know, that she hadn't got a goal all season. I mean, she's only been on right. the team for a week, but I was like, all right, now, you know, get you out there. And he's riding high. So he's like, it's cool, dude. I, <laughs> I don't have to score another goal for the rest of my life right now, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. So that was an awesome way to end the tournament. Dude, that's great. And, you know, we, we took third, and honestly, if we would have play, been playing for first, you know, and we would have beat the Junior Grizz, we would have been playing for first. I really, you know, I think we could win any game, but I would rather win, you know, a hard-fought game than get blown out for the last game of the season. So right. it was a lot of fun, and the rest of the day was just like a party. Like, we just yeah. partied all day long. And I mean, really, we I partied. saw you guys in the after-party party of that <laughs> game at the Grizzly night. The Grizzly yeah, game that yeah. Night. There was tons of kids. I felt the whole like the whole week was a party. It was a long, you know. Section one twenty four. DC wind was tearing <laughs> it up. It was packed. It was a bank. packed house in that section. And the Grizzlies made like the wind and blew away the Tulsa Oilers that night. Oh man, six three. Well, it's six three. Ended up looking a lot better than it was. It was four zero after the first. It was five. Oh, at one point, I think after the second was five zero or somewhere in the second, yeah, yeah, and then it was five one six three, yeah, whatever. But that's not they that's got a couple late ones part. in the third. But the Grizzlies were dominating. Yeah, that so game. it was just the cap off to the you know the the day. It was a wild day. We went to Chick Fil A with some of the teammates, you know, for lunch and I'd like some good old Chick Fil A. I, I was gonna wonder, are you a big Chick Fil A fan? I see. I don't go there a ton, but if I'm thinking fast food. I'm thinking like Chick-fil-A is pretty much better than anything else when it comes to fast food. <laughs> but it's almost like it's like that middle ground where it's like 
it's almost not fast food. It's def- it's not really fast food prices. Yeah, yeah. But the chicken it's definitely is good. like sit down at the restaurant prices. But yeah, you, are you go there for the sauces or for the fries or the chicken? I'm all about that fried chicken there. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, I, the, the sauces. I do like the Polynesian sauce a lot. I will say, dude. That. I was Polynesian just gonna sauce, say, man. dude. I'm a Polynesian fanatic. Yeah, I'm not I, the Chick Fil A sauce guy. It's okay, but yeah. the Polynesian sauce. If you haven't had the Polynesian sauce. Then I can understand why you're on uh, Chick Fil A sauce, but if you've had the Polynesian sauce, I don't know how you're sticking with Chick Fil A. You know what? Even mix them together, or, or do that. Yeah, Polynesian sauce at Chick Fil A. Like I'm like a I'm a one fried a, a packet of Chick a Polynesian sauce. Like I I love it. Like I'll one fry whole whole thing of a Polynesian sauce. It's it's completely submerged. <laughs> yeah, like it's I submerge it. The waffle fry. Even your thumb tips are submerged I in love, there with it. I love the end fries that are more like a scoop, and I can just scoop as much as I want, oh, fill yeah. those ridges full of Polynesian sauce. So. Well, and that's what's always deceptive to me, too, is I think those waffle fries are almost as good as the chicken, too. I really <laughs> like the, the, the waffle fries there at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of fries out there that I... Just really thoroughly enjoy like a good waffle fry from Chick Fil A. Yeah, and this is no longer you know Chick Fil A is not sponsoring the show or nothing. We're kind of giving not. pumping their tires here, but I love Polynesian sauce. But I was just thinking about that. We went to Chick Fil A with the kids, but yeah, I mean, if you want the half price version, you can go to Wendy's <laughs> and get the the, McNug- the nuggets there with the uh, sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. It, it, it's like yeah, the cheap version. It's okay, yeah. but you can get it. You can get like four times as much yeah but yeah you're not gonna get the same quality and taste as you're gonna get at chick-fil-a yeah man i just get a large fry and like 13 polynesian sauces and (laughs) they're on point you know because you don't say like thank you at chick-fil-a to be nice you say thank you so that you can get a my pleasure pack (laughs) you know they're always so on point with my pleasure in like the speed and the uh the, the synchronization of the workforce there it's like the training is crazy, man. They're like you're in it. Like, it's faster to go through you know, the drive-through than to order online and pick up food. Yeah. and wait outside in your car because their drive-through is just that fast. It's like watching a hockey game, you know. Just everybody's just gelling. They're just you know? gelling, yeah, dude. Up for four shifts, man, or f- through four lines. <laughs> four lines, you know. They're just passing the passing you along like the puck. You know, it's they're weaving. Yeah, they're they're switching cars. They're you know working back and forth. You got one person. Grab a meals, walking down the line. You got another person grabbing a sauce. You know, you got one person taking your money. One, they got you know, a station for everything. You know, they got the shake out right as you get there. You know, it's, yeah. you ever notice like every time you order a shake or whatever, like one chocolate? <laughs> like, yeah. why do they like say it on the microphone rather than I, just the like shake takes it. enough time to make or something like that? They have to give the <laughs> warno out. I don't know. Yeah, it, it is true. And you got like now at the very end, you got what I like to call the sauce boss at the yeah, end of the drive through, right, dude? Like with just the whole like shipping <laughs> container full, like Connex box full of sauces, you know? Like, what uh, would you like today? They, they've kind of upgraded to like this like wall of like sauce drawers that he's like digging in drawers. Okay, this sauce. How many straws? Yeah. Napkins, you know? And he's just right. like building this masterpiece of condiments and silverware and straws. I wonder if anybody's mugged a sauce boss. <laughs> I, I want to mug him. Right? It's still all Polynesian. <laughs> Give me all your sauce. I swear. I have a weapon. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Chick-fil-A bag, punch two holes in it, throw it over my head. <laughs> Rob the sauce boss. <laughs> boss Polynesian. I, I probably got a whole drawer for it, full of it upstairs because like, I'd never like throw them away. Like, Got to keep yeah. these because if I'm getting fries from somewhere else, 
I'm taking them home and I'm eating with Polynesian sauce. One time, one day we're all going to be texting Nick like, did you see this crazy story of a sauce boss getting robbed as he's filling the bathtub up with Polynesian sauce? That's nuts, dude. I can't believe that. Oh, man. All right. Let's get back to We digress just a little bit. Before that, you know, I give away my, my ultimate heist. <laughs> I won't tell you how yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was just going to let you guys know the winners of each division. So, the Mites, the Oval Dogs, they they won the Iron Cup in that division. Um, DC Wind took second. Um, in the Squirt Division, Cash Valley uh, Junior Aggies. Um, like I said, DC Wind, that's our team. We took third. Um, and then the Pee Wee Division, the Junior Aggies also won. DC Wind also took third in that division. And in the Bantam Division, the Bend Rapids won the Iron Cup, and DC Wind took fourth. So, you know, just a little wrap-up. Bend of, Rapids, huh? You know, the Bend Rapids. Yeah, I don't know. Where, where is that? I don't know where that Bend Wyoming? is from. I don't, I don't know. It's probably, yeah. I think it's Wyoming. I think there's a place in Oregon called Bend, but I can't imagine it's out of Oregon. I don't, I don't know. know if Oregon came down. Uh, if anybody knows, you know. I think Bend, Oregon. Us. Yeah, <laughs> Bend, Oregon just always makes me laugh saying it almost sounds like Bend Over, but Bend, Oregon. <laughs> Bend, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really wanted to give a hats off to the South Davis Rec Center and the DC Wind for, you know, allowing fans and not being, you know, sticklers and stuff. And, you know, they said they took your temp, you know, they asked you if you had any symptoms and you had to wear your mask and social distance. But it was a fun environment and it wasn't that like, you know, you felt like you're, you know, at a prison game, you know, watching. Right. You're <laughs> yeah. being, like everybody's being quarantined. You're, yeah. you're all contaminated. <laughs> yeah. So really hats off to the organization for that and the, the rec center for allowing, you know, fans. And, and it never got out of control. And there was never too many. Everyone was social distance. And it, was, it worked. And it was awesome. So, you know, and I think people really appreciate that. Yeah. Because I think that's one thing that's kind of kept, I know my family from like coming and watching Lexi. Cause like, you never know what to tell people like, Hey, come We're, to the game. Um, I there's don't, a few places to sit, but you might have to stand. You or, might have to yeah. claim that you're the backup goalies parents for the yeah, other you're with team. Another kid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have to find a working bat, you know, a worker's badge and right. sneak in. But you know, big shout out to them for that. So I mean, it was an awesome weekend. I mean, full of games, fun, team fun. I mean, we had we had the the girl line over for a sleepover after the the final game. Rock on, nice down Natural. here. And before I, you know, made this, you know, you guys got to see this blanket, fort that we're blanket fort. <laughs> you know, tonight they had their own little blanket fort down here and having a sleepover with the four girls. So. It's been a blast, and, you know, Sunday morning we woke up, we went to Lady Grizz, and um, we went to the Grizzly game again, so. Yeah, and you got to witness a great moment, yeah. a great game on Sunday. Yeah, we did. We'll get into it. We'll get into that, but, you know, so that's all I got for youth hockey right now. Yeah, I will say, uh, with, along with what you said, I'll echo that. I was impressed with uh, the whole setup of the tournament for the one game I went to, and, you know, I'll apologize to South Davis Rep. A wreck. I may have moved a little bit of the yellow caution tape <laughs> over off of some bleachers so that I could sit next to your family. <laughs> they don't have to, don't you know, no one has to know. I mean, we can talk about it now, but yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I may have uh, sat in the, the coned off section a little bit, you know, just so I could squeeze in. But there hey, you go. other than that, yeah, they had a good thing going. Well, there's not, there's not a whole lot of room yeah, by the, it, I the got handicap there, section, right, which was, Autumn really is. 
you know, been talking about it. She wants to ask the South Davis Rec Center if they'll like paint on the floor that it's a handicap, you know, That'd seat. be cool. Because when we always go there, like, dude, the benches are full. Those yeah. top benches are always the first ones to go. And we got to like have that awkward conversation with somebody like, hey, um, can we sit? My here? wife's in a wheelchair and she's not going to make it down those stairs. Um, can we sit here? And they're like, I know, and you, you, know you hate when people are bitter about stuff like that. Like, I'm s- like I, we would, yeah. we would walk down to the glass if we could, but you yeah. know. So, we're we're gonna get. You know, hopefully, we can get up the rink, and you know, even yeah, if it's one cool. or two, I know they're all supposed to be handicapped seats, mm-hmm. but they're the first five, six benches taken because they're at the top. And well, let's just go take it a step further. I'm like, here's the handicap section, and here's Autumn's seat, right? <laughs> you know, one of them would be specifically for Autumn. She might be one VIP of the parking. only, you know, regular in a wheelchair. I mean, there's probably other people in wheelchairs that go to the South Davis Rec Center, but yeah. she's probably one of the only regulars, I think. But It can be sponsored by AKVK, or no, Almost Alice, you know, the <laughs> yeah, sponsor yeah, yeah, yeah. section. Wild, Wildflower Studios, you know. Wildflower <laughs> Studios. Maybe we, maybe we can get a Welcome to Cup Talk. Handicap yeah. section. Oh, yeah. Paint the bench Even black, better. you know, in white. A black bench, dude. You know. Because, yeah, it, that would be great. Um, And next year, I thought about in these little swag bags, they should have Cup Talk stickers or, you know, you something know, I, like that. I, I started the weekend with, like, a stack of 100 stickers before yeah. the Iron Cup and the Grizzly games, and I'm down to a few. I was just handing them out to kids, parents. Yeah, I'm hoping that some <laughs> random bathroom in Wyoming or Idaho, dude, people's like, someone walks in there like, Ooh, what's welcome to Cup Talk, you know? <laughs> someone even picked one off the ground, which you expect that with free stickers. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like someone picked it up off the ground. I was like, oh, what's this litter? <laughs> what's this litter? If yeah. anything, it's a cool logo, man. You, yeah. yeah, I think this skeleton head dude raising a cup dude so i after the after the grizzly game on sunday or no it was after saturday's grizzly game um we stopped at the maverick to grab a drink on the way out and i walked in i had my cup talk shirt on and the guy working the register was like dude cool shirt (laughs) and i was like yeah and he's like that's awesome Take it, you're a hockey fan. And I was like, yeah, it's actually my podcast, you know. And, like, I talked to him. He's like, oh, really? You know? And so I ran out of the car, grabbed some more stickers, ran them in. <laughs> you're like, yeah, bro, we're number 89. We're top 90 yeah, in the I don't U.S. Know if you guys under know hockey this. podcast. We are the 89th most popular. According hockey. to Apple, right? Is it? According to, no. That's, that's all that podcasts. that just all podcasts? Yeah. Oh, okay. We are, the, we are the 89th most popular hockey podcast in the state. Steadily climbing. Steadily right. climbing. But... But yeah, so I gave the guys some stickers, but and another funny story. So like we're standing there with all the parents, like after the last game, whatever, taking pictures and stuff. And I reach in my pocket and I grab some stickers and I give them to a parent, and he's like, "Oh, what's this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a," you know. He like looks at it, says podcast on it, and he's like, "Oh, do you know these guys?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'd say yeah, I do uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit." Uh, it's me and my buddy yeah. Mason, <laughs> and he's I'm, like, "Oh, I'm like 95 percent of the team," and then Mason's picking up a little bit of the slack there. <laughs> no way, <laughs> but uh, and his, I know his wife actually listens to this show too, and she was standing there next to him, and I know she just had that moment where she was looking at me that was like, "I'm uh, sorry about him." <laughs> 
So that was an awesome moment. Awesome moment. <laughs> Just think I'm like handing out stickers for a random podcast, which I would do. Yeah. But, you know. What do they record at your house or something? Or are you like their <laughs> producer? What do you do? And you're like, I, I am I all am. of that. Yes. Yeah, you, that's, yes. That's me and my yeah, buddy. <laughs> answer is D, all of the above. We are welcome to Cup Talk. And then he was like, oh, oh, yeah. So who's your buddy you're with? I was like, you remember the guy who came to practice like two weeks ago? With the other lady, is like that's the guy. He's like, oh, okay. no way, yeah, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. He'd probably just pump in my tires, you know, felt bad. But well, next <laughs> next time we'll be in full welcome to Cub Talk trackies <laughs> when we're out there. That's right. We'll, we'll get welcome to Cub Talk trackies. <laughs> that would be pretty dope, though. Put on a put on a welcome to Cup Talk uh, skills clinic. Get all the kids hockey yeah. uh, jerseys. Have welcome to Cup Talk on them. We'll put like. 17 stickers on every kid's helmet too like yeah. you need a sticker here and a sticker here <laughs> <laughs> they'll look like you know the the teams like give like stickers for goals or hits like the or whatever ohio state football yeah. helmet where it's like a little all these different like shapes and, and <laughs> logos for like this is my touchdown one this is my first down this is my yeah i don't know I, there's probably hockey players that do that too i just remember football yeah you see all the like now and like Football, there's just like a million stickers on every kid's head. You don't know what's what. Like, <laughs> yeah, they use the same helmet for three years. So yeah. They got stickers on stickers. You're, no, you're like, I know you didn't score 70 touchdowns this season. There's <laughs> only been three games. I actually pulled them all off my might helmet, stuck them on my Bantam helmet. <laughs> it's a career yeah. helmet. Anyways. Yeah, so uh, it was a good weekend. Um, high school hockey, and they uh, wrapped up this weekend also. Yeah, and we had a repeat of what happened 11 years ago <laughs> when I was a senior in high school. Yeah, Skyline taking out Viewmont. Coming twice. out of the loser's bracket, yeah. And to win in pretty dominant fashion Yeah, for two games. What is it, 5-2? to two? No, 7-1 to one and then 5-2. to two. Yeah, so. That hurts if you're Viewmont. Yeah, so, well. But hey, and oh, you know, and who they knocked out? I have to mention the skyline knocked out Copper Hills. Yeah, man, I was you know, really pulling. Alumni, I was really right? pulling for uh, the alumni team. You know, they were in that you. winners bracket until they got knocked down by Viewmont, and then lost. They, the they lost to Viewmont, then lost the skyline. Just blam, bam. So they lost to the two top teams that end up finishing out. So you know, good on the Grizz, the other Grizzlies, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, skyline, skyline wins it. Maybe they'll maybe they recruit you to coach the you know the Copper Hills. Yeah, you know, that would be a cool gig. I, it would be a little <laughs> far to drive these days now that I'm up north. Yeah, but, uh, that's true. That's those 9.15 p.m. practices at the Oval would be a little <laughs> tough driving from Leighton. I don't know if that's still their time, but that's what my time was in high school. I remember going to practice and some kids, like, on the baseball team, like, that's so cool, dude. You practice at 9 p.m.? And I'm like, yeah, until you do it, dude. Just, it's like, why don't you do it all season long? And, like, there's like we only do it because it's the only time slot we can get. So. Yeah, like you're hanging out at your buddy's house, everyone's going home, you know, and you're like, I gotta go to practice. Like, what? Yeah, yeah I gotta go to practice. And you you always have that one buddy's like, I'll come. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, like, can I go with you? And you're, and you're like, like it's practice. There's you know, it's in a cold rink. I don't care. It's gonna be boring when you get home at like eleven. <laughs> it's something to do, you know, not we didn't have yeah. Cell phones that you know everyone sat on all those days. So after eating pizza and soda all night, you know, like <laughs> a couple little C's and some Mountain Dew, you know, that's yeah, right. Little practice doesn't sound bad. So yeah, and then UCI South, um, they took the Independent D two Championship. They had a close call. They lost the one game. Yep. To uh, who was that they were playing? Cash uh, Valley. Cash Valley Independent. Yeah. Yep. 
and then came out and just absolutely annihilated Cash Valley for a 10 to 1. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if they did it on purpose to build the drama up, lose a one game. No, I don't think they would do that. But yeah, 10 to 1. Wow. Cash Valley, you, you know, or uh, UCI, they're one of those teams that use that goalie pool a lot. Oh, geez. So maybe that's why they <laughs> lost the first game, huh? Probably. They, they, uh, they, didn't, they didn't hit. Like, you know, they bet it all on black and went in the goalie pool. And, <laughs> It didn't work out, but then this this time they yeah, got they, the ringer. They pulled they pulled the the lucky straw. Well, when like all the other teams are done playing, you know, then yeah, everybody's free. Like, oh yeah, I'll get another game in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the D one. I was in the D one championship like a month ago. Yeah. So is, is that Park City goalie? You know, is he is he ready? What's he doing these does he days? Work? Right? Does yeah. he want to come play? All right, we'll take him. Want to win two championships, bro? <laughs> we'll give you a, a medal or put your name on the trophy, whatever. Yeah, and I don't know if that's what they did, but I did notice in the picture. They posted of their championship winning team that the goalie doesn't have a matching jersey. So beautiful. I'm just going on speculation here. Beautiful. <laughs> Funny. I'm, that's great that you caught that. Yeah. And so a little college hockey happening this weekend yeah. in Utah. Maybe the final. It, it, yeah. Like I, maybe I, Nick Fury shows up in a couple, you know, after they didn't the really, and, they say that it's the last game or just the last home game. I can't remember what if Utah State's put it out that way, but yeah. I mean, they've been working to get creative and have some games, Utah State, but they are definitely celebrating their seniors this weekend on yeah. Friday night as yeah. they take on the Wildcats again for a rematch of two weeks ago when Utah State won 6-1. to one. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you being a Weber State alumni, maybe you're pulling yeah. for those guys, but I'm really pulling for uh, our boys from the podcast, Hunter Doyle and yeah. WCPC. And, you know, I honestly don't know if any guys that I knew are still on the team to this day. You know, I mean, it was like <laughs> – 10 years ago almost when I stopped playing. So, you know, I mean, I don't mind seeing Utah State get a dub because, yeah, old Hunter Doyle and Ethan Weesey have been great coming on this podcast. And Hunter Doyle had four points in the last game. Yeah. And he's a senior, so, you know, and the captain. They'll be celebrating him. He'll, You know, I would definitely, I would, hope, you know, pull for him to get a dub on this last yeah, night. Yeah, and, you know, maybe we can make it out there for that game. We're yeah, going to try. I mean, I, I had tickets to one of those games that got canceled, so maybe I got some credit. Right, yeah, maybe you got some credits can, you can cash yeah, in now can for cash tickets. in my credits. So, yeah, that, that goes to, you know, another point. Any of you guys that may have bought tickets in the past to Utah State <laughs> games and they didn't, you know, they got canceled on you because of COVID or something like that, the COVID cancel, look, look and see if you can cash those in. Yeah, this might be, your last, it might be your hey, last chance. I'm not going to say it's going to be your last chance because you yeah. never know. <laughs> the, the, this is a season where you never it's know. It's going to be September, like, 29th. They're like, hey, last game of the season before we start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, before tryouts for next season. <laughs> yeah. So get to that game. That's going to be up in Logan. Yep, 7 p.m. on Friday at that Eccles Ice Arena. Yep. So, so. Good, uh, good game to get to. So, you know, get your last taste of a. They've been Maybe. selling out too. What is that? 500, 500? No, they bumped it up seven hundred. Yeah. Okay. So. And they so you got to get them. You got to get them quick. You know, I can't wait till like two hours before the game because they'll probably be gone. So call anybody you know in Logan. Have them go to the you know. Yeah, because you got to buy them at Club Sports, right? Yeah. So get them there. I Find think Weber State has a link on their Instagram or something you can get them through. Also, okay. I think they've got an allotment of them. Smart. So. And then other college hockey Frozen Fours set. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, that will kick off in the 8th and 10th of April. But uh, it was a pretty eventful weekend for the uh, Sweet 16. 
Well, it was a bit, pretty eventful weekend for, you know, all of college hockey. First, you get the Michigan out with the mumps, and then... Yeah, the Michigan mumps. <laughs> the Michigan mumps, <laughs> you know. And then Minnesota Duluth only has to play one game. Yeah, and uh, they I mean, go to five OTs yeah, in that I, one game they play. I would say, you know, I was like, oh, they're a shoe-in, but they definitely had to earn their spot in the Final Four. Well, in North Dakota, weren't they number one yeah, for they were the number a one long seed. part of the season, too, so... Yeah. Well, they were the number one seed in that bracket yeah. also. So I think they were number one overall for most of the season. But, yeah, definitely a hard team in Minnesota Duluth. Definitely uh, earned that win in that, the longest college hockey game ever. Yeah, it was, you know, so, uh, reminiscent of what we saw last year in the bubble with Tampa Bay and, and Columbus, you know, going to five <laughs> yeah. OTs and Braden Point killing it. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a cool game. And wasn't there an almost goal at the end of that game where uh, – uh, what's it? Minnesota Duluth thought they won, but then there was an offsides. I want to say, yeah, one of them had an offsides. You know, like an offsides goal at the end where they called it back, and then five OTs later, <laughs> <laughs> the game's. Didn't that happen in that Columbus game too? That there was a close call, and they. Dude, I don't know. I can't think now. I was trying to think. I think it was something that was in like the third the, period or something that was like that, and. But. Wasn't that the first game of that series? Yeah, and then like, and then Tampa Bay ended up like yeah we're not going to lose won. to Columbus again. I think they won once, so yeah, because well they got swept by Columbus the yeah. year prior, yeah. and they were taking a lot of heat for that. Yeah, and so. everybody kept saying Columbus has their number, and yeah. Tampa's like, yeah, we're going all the way this year, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there was some good sportsmanship after that that long OT. There was a there was a video that circled around the internet of the of the Minnesota loose goalie skating all the way over to the other goalie, like he was still down you know and he like just pat him on the back probably said good game man dude don't worry about it like that's cool like as a goalie like you want to win but like you always feel bad for that goalie on the other side right i i always like when my team's winning like 10 to 1 i'm like do you want to switch sides bro like yeah you know i I, I feel bad i don't want to be back here you know (laughs) do you want to take some shots here it's like practice against your own boys at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather, I, I hate seeing goalies get scored on a lot. Like I just feel bad for any goalie that's getting. Yeah. You know. Goalies feel it the hardest, you know, on a loss. Like all the, they were part of all those goals against, you know, like <laughs> not every player gets a minus because yeah. they weren't on the ice or yeah. whatever, but the goalie was on the ice for every goal against. Yeah. So you know. yeah, that was, I mean, that was really cool to see the Minnesota Duluth goalie skate all the way across the ice right after their team celebrating their huge win to like say, hold on guys, you know, great. Show I got, I got, you yeah. know, so that's awesome. And that's what hockey's all about is sportsmanship. And, you know, and I love to see the battle and then the, you know, the handshakes after and stuff, because I mean, I don't think they shook hands being college hockey and the rules and stuff. So, yeah. but you know, just that battle and hockey and then, you know, the sportsmanship is definitely something that doesn't go unnoticed. So now Minnesota Duluth will play UMass on April 8th and then Minnesota state will play St. Cloud state. And did you see the, the empty net that Minnesota state shot? No, dude, he not. shot it from like the blue line bar down. Ooh, empty That's net, on... empty net, just boom, bar they down. They won four to four in that championship game. Yeah, they won four zero. So I guess you know, I mean, you down three zero. It's the last game of the season. Why not pull the goalie? I guess, but so you went BD <laughs> from the blue line, huh? Oh, dude, it was it was sick. Bardansky, good for him. <laughs> and uh, in the other bracket, that uh, St. Cloud State coming out, there was also another mumps case. Notre Dame. Yeah. Had to drop out because the positive COVIDs 
And, you know, and we're, we're, we're still seeing the impact of, of the Corona, you know, the COVID-19 right now. Hopefully it continues to be less and less with vaccines and, you know, the protocols we have in place, but it is too bad to see two teams not able to participate, you know, seniors, yeah, not seniors, getting to read, live out that, their dream. Yeah. Just those kids that aren't going to get another chance. And, you know, not every kid playing D one, you know, college hockey on these amazing teams gets drafted to the NHL. Yeah. Goes and plays anywhere else. Like some of them are just done. Yeah. And some of them don't play, you know, their sophomore junior year, you know, they're scratching or yeah. whatever, you know, trying to work for a scholarship. So, you know, who knows what, how their hockey career was, you know, what year of the career they were in as a senior, were they playing a lot of games or, you know, or were they a big factor this year and then not getting to live that out senior yeah. year? That's tough. Yeah. And then they may be going on to join the regular workforce and, play some beer league somewhere or whatever, you know, or trying to make it in and the, one of these ECHL teams or SBHL or something, you know. And they'll always have that story like, oh, you played D1 hockey? Yeah, but my season got canceled. Right, yeah. Or my, or my last game, you know. We went into the tournament rank number one or whatever, and I didn't even get to participate. Yeah, so that's that's a bummer, and it's going to stick around with those guys for a long time. So heart really goes out to those guys. And But, you know, so, we still got some good yeah. college hockey to watch. On April 8th and, and the 10th. And like I said, it was funny that it's on the 10th because, like I said, when Alice was born, my second, you know, daughter, she was born on the 10th and we were watching the college, you know, championships in the hospital. So they're going to be playing on her That's birthday cool. again. That's, so. there. That's cool to see you come back around. I mean, that, I mean, she's turning, she's turning seven. So it was seven years ago that it was on her birth, you know, nice. the day she was born. Was one of these teams that are now, are they in it then? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Minnesota Duluth in it. So. so, I mean, they're there. So, maybe it'll be those guys again. And I'm pretty sure it was like Louis Domingue or somebody It was uh, in, in net. And is it, so was it Minnesota Duluth versus Minnesota State? Is that what was playing or was it what the final two games? It's uh, Minnesota Duluth versus UMass and oh, then okay, Minnesota day. State playing St. Cloud State. That would be kind of funny if you had two Minnesota schools. But St. Cloud State's also in Minnesota, so. we got three Minnesota three four teams. teams out of Minnesota. You know, and Minnesota, it, Massachusetts, so yeah. many D1 always, schools out there. It's always Boston versus, you know. You got, like, Boston College, then Boston University, you know, then UMass, UMass Lowell. <laughs> North, Northeastern or whatever. Yeah. So. All right, so you want to – let's go into the Grizzlies. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, great week. Four, Four-game weekend. Yeah, starting last Wednesday, good old Wild Wednesday game into <laughs> which I didn't uh, Friday, go to Saturday, you know, see if they had the two dollar beers and you know dollar hot dogs. I didn't so. check it out either. You know, I'm gonna get to the bottom of that. I want to know. Yeah, did you get two dollar hot dogs or two dollar Bud Lights anymore? <laughs> Maybe it's four dollars now because I went on Saturday. It definitely wasn't two dollars for a beer. <laughs> it was on a, Saturday. It was a nine fifty or something. It was like nine twenty five beer night. Yep, nine twenty five beer night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. You know, Wednesday they get the win. Yep. Uh, and then nice fashionable four two win. Yep. And then Friday they didn't win. Nope. And oh yeah, and uh, highlight of that first win, Boucher had a hat trick. Yeah. Good for him. But yeah, they didn't get the second win, so it was like you know even after two. Yep. And then Saturday night where we went together, we went and with the the whole DC the win whole- franchise there. <laughs> Tearing it up in section one, two, four. Yeah, that's right. We owned well, we were in one twenty three, so it was one twenty three oh, yeah, and one twenty four. Right. And then uh just welcome to Cup Dogs stickers everywhere. Yeah, just just slinging them. We were like <laughs> we were like those card guys out in Vegas, dude. Yeah. Just you know, clicking them. 
Yeah, you want a sticker? <laughs> <laughs> and probably people I gave them to probably threw them on the ground just like they do in the Vegas. The same thing, yeah. Or that, you know, the little kids probably stuck them in their pockets like, a, you know, the little kids in Vegas do. Their eyes weren't as glued <laughs> to the ground when our stickers were there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was a great game. That was an awesome game. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, like you walk in and it's, you know, they just score one, they score two, they score three, and you're like. 4-0 after the first? And, like, yeah. when it's a 4-0 after the first, you're like, dang. What are, we, what are they going to do the rest of the game? Like They can't can they score another. Up? Yeah. They can't, but they, they did. I mean, it was still exciting. They got two more. So Yeah, and they were, it was funny because when they had just got to four goals, there was only like 12 shots. So they would score. Or no, when they were at five, it was like 12 shots on that. So they had scored five out of their first 12 shots. That goal yeah. they had a very unfortunate save percentage for a while <laughs> there. I don't know what the end up totals yeah. end up being. I don't think he climbed out of that hole very well but yeah. 7 out of 12 that's rough and I was talking with the guy I coach with coach Don and uh, he was saying that one of our players came up to him and was like see Don coach you can you can win without you know having more shots ah. than the other team <laughs> yeah but when you're a professional athlete let me know you know <laughs> oh yeah Saturday night was full of fun and you know local boy Garrett Metcalf was on the bench that yeah, night. He was on the you bench. Know, he that addressed. was the first time he was on the bench. And uh, you know, you look at our social media. We had we got a shot of that. Yeah. We took a selfie with we'll, him. We'll get it up. He had no idea. He was just like staring <laughs> at us. He kept such a straight face the whole time too, and he had a mask on. Yeah. But we're all like, "Yeah, come on the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking. <laughs> Business uh, as usual. That's right. So, and you know, we went we went down to the team store. Did you come down to the team store with us? No, I didn't. I oh, Team Store's got plenty of good stuff. Yeah, that, there were some cool swag. Those, like, sweater jerseys, like the hoodies that look yeah. like jerseys. Those were, those the one were that nice. One, my brother Mark got one for Lexi for her the black sweet one? pass. The sweet the <laughs> That was probably pass. the highlight of the weekend, you know, the, the pass. <laughs> her her game-changing assist. Yeah, right? we, we didn't really bring it up when we were talking about DC win, but, man, this pass yeah. was crazy. Was the pass of the season? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try and find the footage out there and yeah. put it up on YouTube or you know our yeah, social media. We, so we, we were down, we were pass. down one nothing at the point, and it was looking like it might be one nothing going in. And Lexi went was you know streaking down towards the net, and then Ash, her buddy, was on the other side, and she looked across, and I was like. Dude, it, ne- it never works, you know. The one-timer, you know, like that cross pass usually doesn't yeah. work at that age when they're both moving, you know. Yeah. And she passed it across, and Ash just buried it. Yeah. from then on, momentum was changed. And you guys won that game. It's it's kind of similar to that moment of Jay that we talked to last week when he went in and scored that, <laughs> uh, you know, empty net goal. Yeah. Um, You know, with five seconds left in the game or whatever, you know. You don't get that goal. He's not. Talking to Vincey LeCavier. That's right. You know, 20 years down the line or whatever. If, if Lexi doesn't get that goal, you know, you guys aren't winning. It's the, the ripple, toilet bowl. It's the ripple effect. The ripple effect. You know. Yeah, chain reaction. Chain reaction. Just, you know. So, sorry to get off subject, but had to bring up the pass. <laughs> the pass. <laughs> the pass. So, and, you know, then on Sunday, I found myself back at the Grizzly game after, you know. Yeah, after the, the girl Lady practice, right? And stuff, so. And when we showed up, it, it was still zero zero, and and it was looking like it might also be a one nothing game, you know, coming yeah. out of there. And the 
the Oilers ended up scoring a flute goal on the home hometown kid, you know, and it was not pretty, and you felt bad that that was the goal that might have decided this kid's first, you know, yeah, start. pro game, right? And so, and the Grizzlies tied it up late, and it was it was rocking and rolling. We went to overtime, and did you know that ECHL seven minute overtime? No, is it seven? It's, it's seven. It's four on four, right? No, it's it three, three on three on three. It's three. Okay, but I like the seven minutes because it gives them more. Because you know, with a shootout after that, yeah, yeah. shootout after that, but. I mean, three on three is so fun that, like, oh, if you're man. watching an NHL game, as soon as it hits five minutes and, you know, it's over, you're like, ah, I just want a little more three on three. Yeah. And, like, the shootout's fun, but the shootout is, like, it's always not as fun as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, it's very <laughs> rare that, like, you know, all three of your first shooter score, you or, like, two out of three, you know, it's a lot of time it's, like, the top guys that you thought were going to do something amazing will miss or get saved, and then it's, like, the fourth line dude that, Nobody even wanted to go out there that just comes up with a crazy dangler. You, yeah. know, you have some guys that are consistent with it, like, oh, she, you know, just always yeah. so strong in a shootout. Yeah, so it was it was a fun game, and, I mean, it went to overtime, and, um, yeah. and That's a good time. The Grizzlies came down on a two-on-one, and, dude, he buried it top, top of the net, you know. That's awesome. It was when you see in the back of the net, you know, hitting like, I love that like look of like those pro nets because like the nets are so like tight that the goal just like hits it and bounces back out, you know? Yeah. And like just that feeling of seeing a goal, like there's nothing like it. Did you jump out of your chair? I did. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. we we were, we were with some friends and stuff and we jumped out of the chair. You know, Brooks was there. He was cheering. It was, dude. You have it, to when you see those oh, those dude, moments. I, I I love going to Grizzly games. Still, like I'm not that like old guy. Like, yeah, go like yeah. I'm, I'm. I love. Oh man, yeah, I'm dialed in. Yeah, there, dude. it's a good time. <laughs> the the Grizzlies get a, a pretty good fan turnout, and even despite COVID right now, you know, like like even on Saturday, like you know, they had everybody spread out, but it was still pretty loud for all six of those Grizzly goals. Yeah, and uh, you could feel the energy in there, and definitely like it's it's. So high paced, you know, fast paced. Um, the hockey, EC, yeah, dude. ECHL hockey, like 10 years ago, was like board hockey. Like, yeah. you know, you didn't know where the puck was because it was just being rimmed around the boards. You know, it was rim it around, hope for a shot. You know, and these guys rim it are, around, hope yeah. for a shot. You know, and you got guys just bodying up on the boards, and like there was nothing happening in the middle of the ice, it seemed like. And now it's just. Dude, it's like a three-man weave all game. Oh, like yeah. People stretch passes, you know. And Yeah, you got talented guys. I mean, you know, guys coming out of top NCAA programs, top major junior programs, signing with these teams. Yeah. And, and especially it, this year with, you know, leagues not all being going, you know. The, yeah. ECHL is capitalizing on being able to have a almost a full season and get great players. And Yeah. And, it's been exciting to watch. And uh, Skinner from the Grizzlies actually just signed with the Rangers, so. Speaking of the devil, yeah. He was uh, Hunter Skinner. Yeah, Hunter Skinner. He was the he was a fourth round pick in 2019 for the Rangers and kind of been bouncing around. You know, he played for the U.S. team um, this last you know Christmas time when they won gold, and then he was playing for the Grizzlies. So and they just barely signed him. Yeah, good know, for him. Hopefully, making that playoff run. So good on him and best of luck. You know, joining that Rangers team. Hopefully, he gets some ice time and. I mean, he definitely was top-notch, you know, playing for the Grizzlies. He was a stellar player, so. Yeah, no, he was. He, he had a lot of points. I think it was like 17 yeah. points, like 10 yeah. games or something like yeah, that. He was, he was scoring it. at a very rapid pace. 
while this short period of time he was here. And, you know, definitely congrats to the local kid, Garrett Metcalf. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not to overshadow it by, you know, Skinner, but yeah, Garrett Metcalf, it was. Just got signed last week. Yeah, and, and to come in, and I think that would be stressful, like come in for the hometown Grizzlies, you know, like. Yeah, I mean. Anytime you're playing for any hometown team, like from being away, like you're coming back to Utah where like in Utah, like that's our premier hockey is the Utah Grizzlies. Like when you're a kid, like, yeah, you want to play the NHL, but like if you could play for the Grizzlies just one time, you know, you're like, oh, that's, oh yeah. that'd be I mean, awesome. Even Trevor Lewis said yeah. that when he came back and skated when the NHL was in lockout, like yeah. he was filling the jitters like the first game, you know, lacing them up. He's in the EC and you could tell. When like his first few shifts out there, that I went to that game when he skated. Yeah. You know, he was a little rusty. Did we go to game together? No, I think that was right before we knew each other. Oh. I want to say I don't know if we'd met yet. Okay, but we were probably there I, at the I same went time to, when I they went to that shootout. And yeah, he didn't shoot, but yeah, that was such a fun night. That was a cool moment. I and I heard they had Rev, Trevor Lewis jerseys that sold out within like an hour or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, dude, if I would have <laughs> known that, yeah, I would have been in there grabbing one of those, but. But, like, yeah, just a guy who's won the Stanley Cup, you know. Yeah. Comes back to Utah, and, you know, he's got the jitters. Right, because you, you know a bunch of people in the stands know you, or yeah. friends or family could be there. And, like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure, you know. And, and for Garrett coming out of, you know, the NCAA the last four years, you know, like making that jump to the EC, there's a pretty high expectation yeah. of, you know, performing. And, you know, you're trying to earn your spot. You just got on the team. You definitely want to win your first game. You want to earn more playing time. Yeah. Keep your spot. He was solid. He was a solid, you know. Yeah, 24, 25, you saved. Yeah, he looked pretty confident in there. And, you know, that's, it was awesome watching him. And definitely when they scored that overtime winner, like, and then Garrett got the first star of the game. Dude, what a moment. That's awesome. So I, that was really, that was honestly like the coolest moment of the game was when he skated around and he had the first star. So that's a well, that's a way to do your homecoming right there <laughs> sunday matinee first yeah, star of the game yeah so. ot win and uh he may or may not be on the podcast very yeah. soon yep a little spoiler alert you know we're gonna have him on so i actually ran into him after the game and talked yeah. to him a little bit and yeah if you want to see how tall he is or how short <laughs> nick is you know, <laughs> yeah i definitely <laughs> found out why i would never make it as a goalie <laughs> in yeah the, in and the, i'm no different even in the even, it's even a farther gap for me so. <laughs> <laughs> at least there's some five seven you know yeah you got like your zach parise's or say louise right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um today on the podcast for our interview we got a uh, rico who was the winner of the Welcome to Cup Talk basket? There was actually yeah, the there was actually uh, you know uh, an original winner didn't pick up the basket. Oh really? Yeah. So okay. So he wasn't the first time winner. Yeah, and so they have a, like a nine o'clock p.m. cutoff, and then they redraw and with the good old hockey coordinator himself. Yeah, the guy who South Davis rec. You know, he's done so much for me over the years. It's only fitting, huh? You know, starting with the Kyle Knight, you know, he helped us start that and, you know, get the ice for that, and it's been going since. So, you know, we got everybody's Uncle Rico. Yeah, he didn't get the time machine in the basket that he was probably looking for. That's a good old Uncle Rico Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> joke. But <laughs> he said he was eyeing that fleece, though. Yeah, so. That fleece was nice. I wanted to steal the fleece myself when I came to the Iron Cup. Like, I'm just going to take the bag. <laughs> it's mine anyway. That right? fleece and Swedish fish, you know. Yeah. That's the fuel of champions. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's head over to, to Rico for an interview. 
All right, today on the podcast, we got from the South Davis Rec Center, the winner of the Welcome to Cup Talk basket, Rico. What's going hey, how on? you guys doing? Doing good, Rico. How are you? I'm doing great. Just, uh, just a little afternoon time. Did you work at the ring today? Uh, I didn't. I have the day off uh, recovering from the tournament, and I nice. work again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it was a long weekend with all the tournament stuff. Yeah, it's it's our, uh, well, for the hockey department, it's our biggest weekend of the year. So I don't get a lot of time to uh, rest. It's usually a, a late night followed by a quick turnaround in the morning. So I probably get home for about uh, about three or four hours of sleep, and then I'm right back at it again, uh, <laughs> setting up and everything. No, so, yeah. No rest for the it's, weekend. It's a rough time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so with that, Rico, what, why don't you uh, – Tell us like what your position is there at Davis County Rec and kind of explain what you do just so the, the audience has an idea of what the context, what we're talking about. Well, at the South Davis Rec Center, I have a couple of jobs, actually. Um, I started out there as one of the uh, part-time managers uh, working at night. And I started that in uh, 2008. I retired from, from the job I was working at the time and, and started working there. My father-in-law uh, was working there and, uh, said, hey, do you want to come work here as a part-time manager? I said, sure. And that was in 2008. And then 2011, I became the hockey coordinator. So I kind wow. of, uh, I kind of over, I kind of help uh, Davis County Youth Hockey. I'm kind of the go-between with them and the rink and, his, and our other customers as well, our, our high school hockey, our senior hockey, uh, that sort of thing. So uh, I, you know, book the ice. I do the billing for hockey and uh, kind of hockey gopher work, really, just the go between between our hockey customers and the rec center. That liaising kind of job right there. Well, it sounds like it went from just a second kind of job, you know, fun job to uh, a whole other career for you. Is the hockey coordinator is a uh, sounds like a pretty busy position. It is, and I'm I'm still a part time employee. You know, most of the most of the rec center part part time oh, employees. Okay. There's only a few full timers there, um, but yeah, I. I try to squeeze a lot in, uh, in the time that I'm there, but, uh, and, and I do a lot of things at home and I do a lot of things by phone. You know, I, I answer right. a lot of text messages by phone, people looking for ice and, and things like that. And I'm able to log in from home into our schedule and see things. Um, if it's, you know, something quick, if it's something I can push off till the next time I'm at work, I do that as well. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of busy. Kind nice. of busy, but uh, it's something I, I really enjoy. Um, it helps me it helps me stay in the sport that I love, um, and it's just a, just a lot of fun. I don't I don't consider it work at all. Um, you know this uh, this weekend during Iron Cup is is a really tough time, and uh, it's a, it's a ton of work, but it's it's a lot of fun for me. There's no place I'd rather I'd rather be. Well, uh, speaking about getting ice, what does the DC wind got to do to get more ice? Uh, build another sheet. That's right. We need you. That's what we need to get done. There's like soccer yeah. nets and stuff on the one side, right? Let's just clear all that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know where I come from, I'm I'm originally from Southern California, and ice rinks there, as opposed to Utah, are all privately owned. Right. In Utah, they're all either owned by a county or by, by the city. Um, in California, they're privately owned, so... You know, ice in some cases in some cities in California is double what we charge. 
That's because ice rinks are just a big money pit. They don't make any money. And so you have to charge incredible amounts uh, for ice rental to make it work. Um, being in Utah, since the county or the city, whatever owns that ice rink, can absorb the cost, then we can keep our, our rental rates low. Um, so that's the, you know, building an ice sheet, just the cost to build it is huge, but just the cost to maintain it is almost astronomical. So if you don't have, you know, a professional uh, team in there to to be your, your primary customer, you're not going to make any money. So a lot of the, the private rinks around the country are just owned by guys with deep pockets who love the game or who love figure skating or something like that. So, you know, it's easy to say, well, we need, a, need another rink and we can fill it and everything like that. But honestly, the, the costs are just incredible. So. I don't see it happening again anytime soon, another ice sheet. But, and, and, you know, and the reason we have so many rinks here in Utah, northern Utah, is because we had the Olympics. So we needed to build facilities, practice facilities for the athletes during that time. So, uh, thankfully, the Olympics provided us an opportunity to get so many ice rinks. But um, I don't, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see another new ice rink in the state anytime soon. Yeah, and that is kind of the sad answer to that question, or the, you know, the, just the 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 fact, you know, and you know, maybe we need to recruit some of these these big Utah local tech companies. You know, we got the Vivint Smart Home Arena, we need the Vivint Smart Rink, and you know, maybe the Built Bar company that's out here, the Built Barn or something. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know if any of those guys are into hockey, but yeah, it makes sense. It's definitely not cheap at all to to keep a rink cold, keep a rink running. All, just the electric and power bills alone is nuts. Yeah, and, it, you know, and it, we have a lot of kids in Utah playing hockey. You know, it, it isn't the religion that it is in places like Minnesota or Wisconsin or Michigan. But we have a lot of kids playing hockey. But unfortunately, we have more kids playing soccer and lacrosse than basketball. Yeah. So when you talk about new sports facilities, for especially for youth ath- athletes, you know, the state needs more soccer fields, more basketball courts, and, and those are, you know, those are that's where the, the state is hurting the most. Yeah, that's the priority. So, um, you know, they've got so many yeah. kids playing basketball and so many kids playing soccer. They need to put them somewhere. That's um, true. So unfortunately, you, oh. well, I was gonna, go ahead. Keep it. Um, so, yeah, that's just, that's just the priority. And that's where, you know, if the city has money to build youth facilities, that's where it's going to go. So, but do you think maybe that not having ice is keeping kids from, you know, trying hockey and giving it a shot? And if there was, you know, an opportunity to try hockey, then maybe they would. And I know, I know like, cause I coached the DC win that we are, that we don't have enough ice to even facilitate some, some of the teams we have. So, so ice is really a, you know, a thing that we struggle with getting more of. Well, I'll tell you what, this is, uh, and you might find this interesting, but the thing that I've learned since I've been the hockey coordinator since 2011 is that what turns families off from hockey the most is the cost. And uh, I can remember this one lady, quite a few years ago, this one lady called me you know, her, her son was interested in playing hockey and she, she wanted to know what it cost. Yeah. You know, and I told her, and I think he was uh, probably around sport age, 
if I remember right, he's like nine or 10 years old. And I, you know, told her what the yearly fee for, for uh, Davis County Youth Hockey was. And she completely freaked out on me on the phone. She <laughs> said, yeah, she Seems said, like and that's no exaggeration. Huh? Yeah, she, uh, she said, well, that's ridiculous. What do you, do you pay the coaches? And I said, no, all, all the coaches are volunteer. I said, you got to pay the, the rest. The biggest cost is, yeah. is ice. Ice and referees are the biggest cost. Yeah. And she said, well, that's ridiculous. We're not going to do that. We're going to keep playing soccer. And, and so, you know, the, the flip side, it, it's unfortunate that we, that the cost is prohibiting some families for, from coming into the sport. Um, but at the same time, the kids that we have in the sport and the families that we have in the sport are ones that really love it, you know? So, yeah, it, um, it is a good point. We have a good, I think a good fraternity of hockey families I, and hockey people in Utah, like those that are in I, it are really committed. Yeah. And I think, uh, it, and it's a sport that it takes it. And it's, you know, one of my son's coaches several years ago, put it this way when he was talking to parents, he said, it's not a drop your kid off and pick them up an hour later type of sport. And it really isn't. Even the commitment at the reg at the recreation level is incredible. I mean, yeah. it, it really, you don't drop your kid off and pick them up an hour later. You know, there's, to be tied there's there's volunteer hours to put in and and it really is a time-consuming sport you know just the money aspects just one of it but it consumes a lot of time you know there's travel involved even at the rec level so right so yeah you know again the the families that we have into it and it really is you know fam- i mean we all know each other right yeah yeah and all our kids have played with each other and um it's kind of crazy so in that way i'm sort of I'm sort of glad because we have people that 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 love it and that want to be there. But uh, at the same time, it's, it's kind of rough getting new kids in the sport. Yeah, and I, I, you know, my daughter does dance and stuff, and to me, that's almost just as much as hockey. And I always ask them, "What are we paying for?" There's no ice under these, you know, these dance floors to keep, you know, frozen. So why is dance so expensive? Those gym mats are expensive. <laughs> yeah, all the padding and the coaches are custom you, uniforms. And the coaches are usually high school girls, right? You know, they're dancing. They they're so, doing it for free. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I have a lot of people that, you know, ask me like, oh, your kids play hockey. How much is it? You know, my kids, maybe my kid wants to play and I tell them how much it is. And they're like, oh, wow, that's expensive. But it does go from, you know, late September till early. What is it? Late March now. So, I mean, that's yeah. a, I mean, that's a six months, you know, plus. And when you play baseball, when you play basketball, it's a two month thing. So, yeah, it's 50, 75 bucks uh, when you times it out it's actually not that much more i mean to play for dc wind i mean once you start getting into the travel and that stuff but dc wind is one of the more cheaper you know organizations to play for and i know they try to keep their cost downs and stuff so they try to help people out that way but so there is there is ways to justify it i think to people but it really like you said it's really the people that are really committed because it's definitely not a drop your kid off sport and that's what I think makes it so great is you know everybody on the team and, you know, like tournaments are one of my favorite things to do because you, it's like a new family you got, you know, to go on these tournaments with and have a lot of fun and just going to the rink, you, you say hi to everybody. I, I see you at the rink all the time, say hi to you. So I love it that way. 
Yeah, I mean, you can feel the energy when, it, like, when a hockey tournament, like people that never leave the rink, or you know, oh, yeah. or sometimes you don't have time. If there's two kids, you know, your family has two kids playing at two different or age groups, you know, like their games are not, they're probably going to conflict. So it, it is a pretty good environment. I, I, I was, I, I've missed that feeling as far as aging out as a player, you know, and now I'm just being a regular dude working <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. When, when I, uh, you know, I, I got started into hockey really, really late. I was into adulthood. Um, when I, when I got into it and then when I moved out here to Utah, I, I kind of stopped playing for, for some reason or another. So I was out of hockey for a really long time. And and you can tell by looking at my equipment, all my equipment's from the 90s. So. <laughs> um, and I didn't get back into it until my son just up and said, hey, I want to I wanna play hockey, which he had no desire to do up until that point. He, he started at nine, so he started as a sport. And, um, you know, I got right back into it and I've, and I've been into it ever since. And I have no intention of ever leaving the sport again. Um, I might not play ever again. You know, I haven't played, I haven't played in the league since I left California in 95 and I probably haven't been in my skates in probably about three years. But, uh, so I don't know if I'll ever play again, but I'll, I'll definitely be involved. You know, I have no intention of leaving the rec center anytime soon. And, uh, I rest for a few years. I might get into wrestling again, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you, you, it drags you in and you never leave it. And, and thank goodness, because, you know, uh, it's, it's such a great sport to be involved in. I, I don't know what I would be like. I don't know what life around our house would be like if it weren't for hockey. So, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, a lifestyle. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I, I can remember our, the first season my son ever played and, uh, you know, it came to March and this was before iron cup. It came to March. We had the URL tournament and we were done. And I get up on a Saturday morning and I'm in the kitchen with my wife and I looked at my wife and I said, what are we going to do today? And she said, I don't know. And I said, well, what do non-hockey people do on a Saturday? I, I have no idea. Well, you know, so we went out and did some yard work. And it's like, you know, when the season's over, you're like, well, now what? Like, what do, what do we do, you know? Um, so it's it's a lifestyle for sure, and it's, it's one that I've enjoyed. When the season's over for me, I call Rico up and see when I can get some more ice time. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's available now. That's right. Well, it's incredible because we've, uh, you know, our rink goes year-round now. So at the you know, when I first started doing this, um, the rink would just basically be dark for the entire summer. And um, when I took on the position of hockey coordinator, I said, well, I want to fill that up with, with summer programs and summer ice and things like that. And it was a really hard sell, believe it or not. You know, I, <laughs> of course, I went first to the associate. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't give it away. Yeah, I like mean, that. I could not give summer ice away. I was begging people and now wow. we're we're pretty much booked the entire year now i've already got you know a few years ago people started asking for for summer saturday ice and um so we've had the same guys booking now for probably four or five years and and we're well there's very little downtime during the year now so well, it's um, great to so see that. It's great to see the sport grow like that. And I definitely tell people like when you start playing hockey, like you're a hockey for life. Like it doesn't end, you know, yeah. after 
you're, you know, you ban them out, 14U, you know, if you go play high school or you go play wherever, like, and once you're done playing high school, you join the beer league and you, you know, you play literally until you're, you can't, Absolutely. you can't skate. And that's what's yeah, like I, so great about beer league too, is it's sorry, I didn't mean to catch you off, but you can like have the, you know, it's, it's almost the exact same sport, but just out the, out the checking, you know, it's it like uh, some of the other sports like football, it's kind of hard to recreate that without wrecking yourself as, at an older age. I mean, you can play flag. You know, it's not going to be the same. Definitely not as cool. Right? Yeah. (laughs) It's not. But hockey is such a fun game. And, like, because checking is fun, but the physical side of hockey is is something that's necessary or it helps, you know, but it it doesn't have to be there. So it's awesome. And you can play men's league and understand that everybody's various ages and we're not checking each other anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And I... uh... And I've done it. I mean, I've, I've played in leagues and I've played in adult leagues in California where I, there was an 80 year old guy on our team, you know? Oh yeah. And he, and he took a regular shift just like everyone else. And, and he was out there playing and that, and that's really my goal. You know, that's, you know, none of our kids are going to the show, right? We don't have to tell them that they're going to, they're <laughs> going to find that out on their own. But, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if, if I can get a kid in there and he can fall in love with the game and play for the rest of his life, then that's a that's a goal accomplished. Yeah. It's, and that's really what I want, you know. Yeah, that's awesome that you've, you know, you've kind of passed that on because I have a lot of friends that I played hockey with and they don't get their kids playing. They kind of like, it's too much work, you know, for them or... And I just think, why is your kid not playing hockey? Like, it's the greatest thing. And I, I love playing, and I still love playing, but I love coaching. And, like, watching my kid play is, like, almost more exciting to me than playing. Yeah, definitely. When when my son said he wanted to start playing, I was, um, I was shocked at first, but um, – you know, once I got right back into it, I was, I was thrilled. And then, uh, when he said he wanted to be a goalie, then I wasn't, I wasn't as thrilled as much, but, um, when he started playing goal and he, and he turned out to be good at it, then I started to, you know, now my favorite players in the NHL are all goalies. So, um, just watching him play goal and, and being a goalie dad is, is the absolute worst. And I'm, oh, man. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, like you know, Nick, I mean, that's like, you, you just like, I've never, you know, I have nothing to do with the game. I'm watching the game, but I'm just sweating and I'm nervous and, um, you know, I can't sit still and, See, I, I yeah, was lucky. Was, I'm lucky enough. My my daughter doesn't choose to play goalie, so <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure my dad had those games. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know if I could be able to take it. Like I could only imagine. I am. I play goal, and I I feel that you know, like it's up to you. You know, like you don't want to lose it. So I can only imagine someone who's sitting there that has nothing to do with it and has no control over it and how they feel. Right, because you, yeah. I mean, you can get like a 5-6 win and every player on the team stoked. Like, we won the game, but as the goalie, you could still come out feeling like you lost. You know, like, oh, five goals on me, man, it was rough. You know, like, you know, but like, you have to, you know, it's hard. Yeah, the goalie, and it's only one of you on a team, you know, unless you get a more competitive level, two of you. It's just, it is kind of like a lone wolf position. And you definitely have to have, I feel like you have to have the most resilience to stay, to play goalie and to made, to, you know, keep, to play goalie throughout your career. And even more probably to be a dad of a goalie, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. what you're going through as a dad, you, like you're the punching bag, you're the consoler, you're, yeah. you're the therapist, you're, you know, you're the uh, equipment manager. 
you, you walk you walk down into the lobby after you know the the one you know it was a one goal game you know and you lost and you know you're looking around and you know everyone's like oh man that goalie would have just made that one save <laughs> that's right yeah you know and not no one's really thinking that but you you feel that you know right. yeah i it's a it's a long drive home from Idaho Falls when you didn't oh, do man. well in the tournament, you know what I mean? <laughs> I bet, I bet. You know, I have those long drive homes and I feel like, man, why did I just not slide to that side or get my glove up? <laughs> and that and I'm playing beer league that matters nothing, you know. <laughs> right. Um but yeah, I mean, as far as so hockey goes, I mean you you've been involved in it with it for quite some time now. So who who was your greatest influence, Ron? Like as far as getting into hockey, whether that's someone in the sport or outside of the sport? Um, it was somebody who had nothing to do with the sport of ice hockey. It was my wife. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, you might find this shocking, but I don't like sports. <laughs> I do find that a little shocking. Uh, a little I mean, bit. I haven't yeah, talked a to little you bit. too much yet. And yeah, you're, you're talking so much great stuff about hockey and have so much <laughs> great things to say, but you don't like sports. <laughs> I, I don't like sports. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I, I was always kind of, um, I was always kind of an introverted kid. You know, I was, um, uh, you know, I was a TV kid. Um, I wasn't very, I am not athletic at all. I'm now an outdoorsy type of kid. Um, and so I grew up. Uh, you know, my dad took me to base. I'm from Southern California. My dad took me to baseball games and football games. Uh, my dad took me to a lot of angel games, uh, a lot of Rams games when I was a when I was a kid. Not a lot of people know the Rams were originally in L.A. Yeah. before they moved to St. Louis, but yeah, uh, we went to thing. a lot of Rams games. So, um, and then I so I wouldn't consider myself. Uh, I probably liked baseball the most, and I played a little. You know, freshman. I played a year of freshman football in. in in high school and a little, a little bit of high of football in um, junior high, but I wouldn't consider myself. I mean, I was terrible. And uh, I met my wife. My wife is from Utah and I was working at Disneyland in the eighties. And my wife came over on a college program. Uh, she was going from to Weber state at the time in Disneyland in the, in 1989 started to fan out across the country offering uh, jobs to college kids. To, to come over, work at Disneyland for the summer, take some leadership courses and things like that. And my wife oh, uh, was lucky enough to get hired on. Yeah. And my wife has spent her entire life in an ice rink as a figure skater. And I mentioned before, my father-in-law worked at the, worked at the old bubble, old, old bountiful bubble. And, um, my wife, when I met her, she said, well, um, you know, have you ever been to a hockey game? And I said, no, I really don't like sports. And, of all the sports, hockey, I like the least. I, I, just, I absolutely cool. hate hockey. As, as do and, most um, people who like don't like sports. Like. It, it, it's like, yeah, yeah, you don't understand it. You're like, what am I watching? Yeah. You're freezing in right. there. Right. And, um, you know, the Kings used to be on a local television station in L.A. called KTLA. And I tried to watch on a number of occasions. And I'm like, I can't even see this thing. I'm like, I can't. I mean, I tried, but it was just too boring. So my wife said, look, we got to go to a game if for no other reason than to people watch because she goes, the people that go to hockey games are crazy. <laughs> so I said, best. all right, you know, I'll, I'll go if you buy the ticket. She goes, great, I'll buy the ticket. We don't even have to go 
we'll just go for the second and third period. So I said, all right, that sounds like a good deal to me. And, uh, you know, being a Disney employee, you get discounts to all, you know, Southern California attractions. So she got the tickets there. They're probably like, we sat way up in the rafters and they were probably dirt cheap, like 10 bucks or something like that. And <clears throat> so we went, we went to the Kings game and played the Buffalo Sabres that night. And I was completely blown away. I had never in my life <laughs> seen such skill, such grace in any sport. You know, I like to say I grew up watching the Angels, but I couldn't go to another baseball game after that because every other sport just paled in comparison. And I, that night, I was absolutely hooked. I, you know, I got a game day program. I was looking at guys' stats. I was studying everything. <laughs> oh, you were, you were in it. And from then on, I was my my wife created a monster, and um, I started playing a few. I had always, you know, skated recreationally, right? Um, as a child, but you know, I had a pair of free skates that I think my mom bought at Sears, and my mom would take us ice skating all the time as kids, but. Um, Hockey, hockey was tough in Southern California at that time because it just wasn't a popular sport and the rinks were few and far between. And, and they were usually old, stinky, ammonia rinks. And the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the closest in, in shopping malls and, you can and play things like that. Right, and you can play football, yeah. basketball, baseball year-round out there. You know, you just find a court or a field wherever. It's a lot harder to, like, want to commute to an ice rink that is all grungy and pay yeah. all the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like to tell people that, that hockey in California really didn't exist until August of 1988 when, when Gretzky was traded to, to the Los Angeles Kings. And, you know, you know, I was going to ask you, was he playing that night? He played that night. Yeah. I wow. don't, I don't remember. I think he, I think he got two assists that night if I remember right. But, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And, um, and being a Kings fan in those days was just like, you know, it was just like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Cause you were just like beat down every night, you know, yeah. The, yeah. The, the worst team in the league would come up and, and, you know, beat the pants off your team. And it was so funny, but, um, that, that was the life of a Kings fan back then. <laughs> <You know? laughs> there weren't, there weren't a lot of wins going around and, but it was, it was really interesting to see how the, the sport started to grow and grow slowly. Um, you know, once Wayne got in there, things started to turn around very, very slowly. Um, and the Kings started to make trades to better themselves. And, you know, before we knew it, we were in the Stanley cup final. And, and I think that's what really pushed hockey over the edge um, in Southern California. And then, you know, while I was working at Disneyland, Disney bought the Ducks and, and started the Ducks franchise just right down the street from the park. And um, all of a sudden, people were building rinks and kids were playing. And now you get draft picks that come out of California, which yeah, is unheard of. And, you get quite a bit of talent come out of California these days. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, we uh, my son Landon used to play on a, on a state team called the Utah Union. Uh, the state was put together this... Um, uh, what they call the union team uh, every spring. And we would go down and play a Memorial day tournament in Southern California. And, um, 
we played this one team one year called the uh, California Golden Bears, and I think they were from Torrance, California, which is just north of Anaheim on the uh, on the coast. It's one of the beach cities, and we got pummeled. And we had a full bench, and we got pummeled by a team with nine skaters and wow. one goalie. And we had a full 20-man roster, and it just goes to show you how well the sport has done in California. And it's one of those, you know, one of those areas with an NHL, what they call the NHL effect, you know. You yeah. get an NHL team in there, and then you get players that retire, and they stay in the area, and then they start coaching. They start getting involved with, with local hockey. So, Yeah, true. Um, I mean, you got three franchises out there now. Kind of yeah, keep and, that going. Yeah, and the in the Ducks and, and there was no high school hockey, um, you know, when I was growing up and now the Ducks a um, few years ago started the high school league that that's in Southern California. So now Southern now, California has yeah, now high it's school a pretty, hockey. So. Yeah, that Ducks League is actually a pretty prominent league now. Yeah, they are, and that uh, that Junior Ducks program is a is a fantastic program. Orange County hockey is a fantastic program, Junior Kings. Our fantastic program. So there's been a few uh, NHL picks and women playing for the national team from the Junior Ducks program, actually. So yeah, I mean, we it's uh, it is, and it's uh, it's a few years ago we we were at that tournament, that Memorial Day tournament, and we stopped into um, uh, Hockey Monkey. They had a Hockey Monkey in Santa Ana, not too far from the airport, and we stopped in there, and uh, my son needed new. Uh, leg pads so we went in there shopping and this this girl started to help us and you know we started talking a little bit of hockey she was a goalie started talking a little bit of goalie and come to find out she was gonna play NCAA division one hockey that summer and I'm like whoa (laughs) yeah I'm you know I can't remember I think she was gonna play at Union or or some big school like that I'm like wow and you're from you're from Orange County California yeah from the OC Incredible, yeah. No, that's cool. I, I know, yeah, some of the, the junior teams out here, like the Provo Riverblades, that new junior team this year, they picked up a, a kid right out of the Junior Kings program, and he was like an instant powerhouse for them. Like, I think he scored a Hattie his second game. Yeah, so, like, there's definitely some good kids, you know. Yeah, the Utah teams are benefiting off of some of these California kids coming over for sure. They're not just moving here for jobs. They're moving here for hockey, too. Right, yeah. Not just the tech companies. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Yeah, but that's good to see, you know. um, I'm really really happy that that things are going that well in Southern California. It's, it's, you know, it's home for me, and uh, it's good to see kids. Uh, falling in love with the the same sport I fell in love with, and, and coming out of Orange County, it's it's really nice to see. So I'm really happy for that. Yeah, I mean, not not a hockey question, but do you still go to back to Disneyland, you know, to check out the old stomping ground these days, or? <laughs> yeah, we don't. Um, I don't get that back there as as much as I like. Um, you know, I'm always working, um, so um, my. Uh, my kids and well, the rest of the families had season passes for a number of years, not last year, of course, but <laughs> they've had the season passes for a number of years. So, so the family goes much more than I do, but oh. um, I, just, I just never have, you know, with, 
like I mentioned earlier, that the rink is now year round. So I always <laughs> find right. myself working. I know you keep saying that you're part time, but you don't sound part time at all. I know. <laughs> part time all I know. the time. I know. <laughs> I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'm at the rink a lot, and I see you there a lot too. So I'm I know you're more than I am. Thirty nine point nine nine hours every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I I try to be there because I try to feel like I'm. Um, I, I like to be. I like to take care of people, and you know, hockey players are my favorite people in the world. So I, you know, it's it's my job to take care of them, and I can't take care of them properly if, if i'm not there so i just like to be there anytime there's there's hockey going on and i'm not there you know i, I do have a regular full-time job um but i'm there so i can't be at the rink every single game or every <laughs> single practice but i i try to make it as much as i possibly can so. yeah i i can attest to this i mean i i really i mean i knew you from like going to the rink but i really became you know a really good acquaintance with you. And, you know, I, I call you, I think I, you're, you as a friend to me, but I think it was because when my nephew um, passed away or whatever, you helped me get the ice and start playing the Kyle game we play every year and stuff. So that's, I mean, that's kind of how we, I would say that we met and stuff. And that was you just taking care of, you know, just a hockey person and someone, you know, a b- good hockey. I don't know. I, I think a family is what we had and, you know, and we really appreciate that and always do for the hockey, you know, that you provide, I guess, for us to play, <laughs> you know, for that Kyle night. It's a really special time for a lot of people in my family and stuff. So I've had a great time playing that game that it's always a fun experience. So, yeah, I'm definitely thankful that you worked with Nick to, to get that going and keep it continually going every year. But, yeah, that's just one example of how Ron takes care of people. And, you know, yeah, what? we. Sorry, I was just going to say that I'm, it warms my heart that a local, the local Utah woman and a you know fellow Weber State student like myself got came to California, went to Disneyland, or worked at Disneyland, met you, and then got you to go to a Kings game and witness the great one in the flesh and then also become the hockey uh, personality and influence that you are today. That, that, that's a really cool story that, that definitely like is cool to hear. It's definitely out of the ordinary, right? Because <laughs> right. I think uh, Everyone's I, I think if you <laughs> I think if you ask most players, they'll say, "Well, yeah, I mean, I started playing when I was six years old and everything." But uh, but mine's a little bit different, kind of little oddball, really. I, know, I, I'm, I'm a first generation hockey player myself. Like my dad had nothing to do with hockey or knew what hockey was really. So I love to hear like those stories of how you know you got into hockey that are just it's usually unconventional because it's not a conventional sport and it's not something that's, you know, it's on every corner, it's on every station, you know, and you don't hear about it. I mean, kids at school play it maybe one week with some sticks that are, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sad to call them a stick, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's about the hot, all the hockey they get. So I think, you know, I mean, you're from California, that's different, but you know, here in Utah, you get a lot of those kind of stories. So, yeah, I've, I always tell my wife she created a monster. So, <laughs> well, um, I'm glad. Yeah, we're all we benefited <laughs> from the monster that she created, the, <laughs> the hockey Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be my new nickname instead of Rico. I could be the, the hockey Frankenstein. The hockey Frankenstein. 
Oh, from, <clears throat> from Southern California, working at Disneyland. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. What's your favorite part of working at the rink? I think my favorite part of working at the rink is, is being around the boys, being around the players, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's really a treat for me to, to be around those kids. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know, just, just the atmosphere of being in the rink. Um, you know, it's, it's cold in there and it's, uh, you know, when the shades are down, it's kind of depressing, but, uh, <laughs> um, it's, I don't know. It's just an enjoyable place for me to be. And I, I think the kids are, are the best part of it. Um, you know, those are the ones that you really need to, um, you know, you, you know, the guys your age and the, and the guys playing beer league and everything else like that, that's, that's easy to maintain, you know, um, those guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah. You know, you guys, you guys are, aren't going to stop playing anytime soon. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so as far as the adults are concerned, that just, you know, that's on autopilot. Um, the challenge is the kids. The challenge is, you know, the parents trying to, uh, you know, it's, it's an expensive sport like we talked about earlier. And, and the challenge is that um, keeping those parents in that, you know, maybe they can't afford it this year or, um, you know, maybe something happened that they can't participate this year or, um, maybe their their kid got interested in something else, or maybe the parents. I, I've had it before where the parents have tried to steer them to a less expensive sport. So the challenge is getting the kids in and keeping the kids in. And you know, like I said before, no one's getting going to the show, but no one has to know that, right? No, They're going to figure no. that out on their own soon enough. And so let's let's keep that dream alive as as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, keep it competitive and keep kids growing and, you know, keep playing hockey. And I, I, you know, Iron Cup just ended and D.C. Wind basically just ended, but I can't wait to get kids out there again, and I'm going to try to do it all summer. (laughs) Right. I love getting the kids out there and just helping them, critiquing them a little bit here, a little bit there, and just watching them succeed is my, like, greatest, like, you know, thing I get out of it. Yeah, me too. And and as as much as I complain about all the work that goes into Iron Cup and, you know, three days of of no sleep and eating, you know, fast food and everything else, uh, there's no place I'd rather be at the the end of March, you know. So um, seeing those kids, and it it doesn't have to be our kids, that, you know, when when somebody wins that, that trophy and they're having a hard time lifting it over their head, whatever organization <laughs> that happens to be. It's just so much fun to see. And it's, it, it, you know, just, um, it's just exciting, you know? Yeah. And to, I mean, that thing weighs 40 pounds and you got a little squirt trying to, trying to lift it over his head. Like, that's a sight in that's, itself. That's, a, that's an incredible feeling to see that. And I, I'm glad I get to see it every year. It's a lot of work and, uh, and everything like that, but uh, the reward at the end of it is just, uh, just, just too much. Just to see those kids skating around with that thing is, you know, yeah. that that that's not your average trophy, you know. And they only get it for <laughs> one year; they have to send it back the following year. Yeah. So just to have that thing is, um, I think it's incredible. So I definitely um, think it's a fun tournament. It's a, yeah, it, it's a big yeah. deal. I didn't take first place in a whole lot going growing up. I think we won <laughs> one 
I won a high school summer league championship playing for a different high school because my high school didn't have a team. <laughs> and uh, that was, but we like rocked it so hard. We got that little, whatever little cup they gave us, you know, we were chugging whatever liquids we had in the locker room. <laughs> we were only, you know, 17, 18 year olds. So we didn't have access to too good of stuff. But, uh, you know, <laughs> just for that, like those couple hours. And then I won my first men's league um you know, tied a championship a couple of years ago. And I remember getting that trophy and I was like, yeah, get the paps, get the PPI. <laughs> like, it never loses its, you no, know. Dude, I'm, I'm like posting it on social media, you know, like just, just a joke, but I'm like, I'm rocking it. I'm not here very often. Yeah. That's the one thing about great about hockey is whether you're, you know, you're, you're eight years old or you're 45, you're still enjoying the win just as much. That's right. You right. do enjoy the wins. And that's right. just, it's, it's, that's just the a hockey. Cup, a cup, right? That's right. <laughs> I don't care what cup it is. <laughs> exactly. It could be the Thursday, third Thursday in the you know month cup, and I still want to win it. <laughs> None of my social media friends that don't know anything about hockey have to know where I got that trophy from or what kind of <laughs> level of play it is. <laughs> I mean, maybe just by looking at me being out of shape, they could tell. But still. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Ron. It's been a pleasure. You know, talking to you, and it's it's definitely been a pleasure knowing you, and you know, seeing how much you care about hockey, and you know, helping these kids, and you know, old guys like me that still want to play and get ice whenever I can. You know, you know, do that and be able to play hockey. So I appreciate. It. I'm speaking for everyone else that that skates at the South Davis Rec Center. You know, I think they all appreciate you. So thanks a lot for what all you do. Well, thank you. That that means a lot. Thank you so much. And yeah, thanks Ron. for thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, winning the basket. You know that was awesome, and I'll get your T-shirt to you Wednesday. Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for putting in for the raffle, and uh, congratulations on that. I hope that fleece blanket is treating you well because that was pretty nice. Oh yeah. But uh, that it, was uh, I was I was eyeing that the whole time. That yeah. Swedish fish. <laughs> oh, the Swedish. That's fish. Nick's fuel. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was eyeing those. That's, what, I, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'll be eating tonight while editing. <laughs> That's exactly. But yeah, it's been a great conversation, Ron. I, I appreciate what you do, and I definitely appreciate you talking to us today for sure. All right. Thanks, you guys. I really had a good time. Yep. Have a good night, Ron. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Man, what a good interview with, you know, like he said, everybody, well, hockey players, Uncle Rico. Yeah, everybody's Uncle Rico, the hockey Uncle Rico. What a swell I mean, story. I think he's a little bit nicer than the Uncle Rico and a better guy than, you know, yeah, <laughs> than Napoleon Dynamite. But. I definitely think he's, you know, a little nicer to kids, you know, a better role model than that Uncle Rico. And, and like like he said, like, you know, he was on the ice after every Iron Cup game, whether he was driving Zam, whether he was moving nets, he was, you know, running across the benches, helping out with the box. Like he, Like he said, you know, it was a busy weekend for him, and – he does. He does a lot for that weekend, and it's awesome to see him. The part-time yeah. guy that works overtime all the time. <laughs> you know, and he he's kind of a guy that I, I look up to. Like, you know, that guy's doing it. Like, I could see you I in a position the, like that, Nick, I, for sure. I doubt the rink pays, you know. It's probably not super handsome. There's yeah. probably some good perks to it, you know, as far as free ice and, yeah, you know, whatever the benefits. You but. get a drive Zam. I think, I, think I, would, I think I'd pay to drive Zam. Dude, yeah. I, mean, I know, I know you're looking for in. some nighttime guys every now and then if you want to go Zam one night a week Dude, or something. I would love to drive Zam just one day a week. Uh, I'd do it yeah. for two days. I'd, I'd love it. Yeah, man. I did that for like three years at the A Corps. That's how we met. Dude. Yeah. Is my little Zam time and Wednesday nights. 
Can we can we record? Can we call up Uncle? You know your Uncle Chris and just drive Zam one night. I'm pretty sure he was talking to me about how he's hurting on managers. What? He's definitely hurting on Sunday nights. I know that's probably not a night you want, but <laughs> and that's always hard. He's always like, "Yeah, I might have to work Sunday nights for a little while." And I'm like, "Well, you know, you're the full time hockey manager, man. So we got to yeah. do sometimes." Yeah. But uh, yeah, we can yeah we can reach out to you know Chris if you're listening to this you know you need any uh, <laughs> hockey driving. managers maybe every other week or you know once a week you know <laughs> the third Thursday of every month <laughs> we got a guy looking for a job you know Nick Van Komen. <laughs> I'm not in it for the money. Mr. Cup Talk. I just want to drive Zam. Drive Zam. You want any rinks? You know, people. You know, rinks that are listening and need a Zam driver that you know looking to not pay him. I'm in. You're not going to find a better guy that's going (laughs) to put in free work for you to drive the Zam. I'm telling you that. But uh, and I will tell you that was like some of my uh, biggest celebrity esque moments is being on the Zam, dude. (laughs) Really? I I've never been like the coolest dude of any room I've walked into. Maybe my own head I am, but you know, I've never felt like, yeah, every, nobody like stands up, Mason's here, what? But, anyways, I remember like those big public skate nights, like Friday nights, when uh, you know, everybody's out there for date night and we turn yeah, off the yeah. lights and put a little disco thing. We have to like, you know, have a break in the middle so we can zam because ice is getting so torn up and we'd let them go on the benches. Yeah. And I'm, I'm zamming by the bench, dude. Every kid with the handout, dude, we're for a high five, like, woo. I'm like one hand out, dude, high fiving every kid as I roll past the boards, you know. And uh, a couple times, I think I probably smacked the boards, you know, with the Zam trying to, <laughs> trying to give high fives, and you know, so it didn't come out so cool. But dude, like, I was just like, I was the guy, man. I was like the the supermodel on the float at the parades, and everybody's uh, like, woo, yeah. Dude, Brooks loves watching the Zam drive. We always right. step out and watch the Zam, but. You know, I, I imagine you. You know, you said the disco ball. Like you're that. You were that guy in like Happy Gilmore when like he like, for you Happy Gilmore, anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then like <laughs> your mouth and like my endless love. Endless love. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Mason. Dude, I like to get up on the on the PA system too. I'm like, all right, it's that time, everybody. <laughs> the lights are going off and the disco's coming out. That was it's the, the nice skate. <laughs> that was the start of my. Or uh, Mason's mic career, you know. <laughs> and if we forgot to, you know, like all like the twelve year girls, like, are you gonna turn off the lights tonight? <laughs> oh, you guys want to want us to turn off the lights? Yeah, I'll unleash they, the DJ tonight. Do they still do that? I don't know, honestly. It was probably not very safe because it was not very lit in there. Like our disco ball was pretty small, <laughs> you know. And it's like when you turn off the lights, the ice ring, it gets pretty dark. Oh, you yeah. know, I was always pretty nervous. I'm not gonna lie, like. If there was a lot of people out there and there's kids that haven't been listening all night, I'm like, hey, do we got anybody extra tonight? Can I send a skater out? Like, who, who's who's going to go skate? Because we got to have somebody out there. <laughs> Put on the yellow jacket and go skate. Oh, that's awesome. I'm the supervisor, so I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I got leadership duties. I drive Zam and I, I watch. Got to be ready to Zam <laughs> and watch. That's awesome. Anyways, digression. Uh, yeah, We're digressing. Let's, yeah, let's get to some uh, pros. Let's talk NHL, NHL, a little bit of NHL. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was just first up looking at the uh, Mass Mutual East. Hasn't changed a whole lot in the last week. You know, your top three still rounding out Capitals in first, followed by the Islanders and Pens. And then, uh, you know, Bruins in that four spot right now and uh, being trailed by Philly who just doesn't look like they're going to be able to stay consistent and make that hump. I, I feel like they're going to be the bubble guys all season long. They yeah. just Every and time they start to look good again, they, they I'd, pull a Philly. I'd love it if they 
bounced over Boston and bounced Boston now. And, and the Penguins, I mean, I'm surprised you aren't, you Dude, know, talking um, about the Penguins and the, 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 the time they're having. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about the Islanders lately and how good they're doing, but the Penguins have actually been doing a little bit better because they have one more overtime loss than, you know, the right. Islanders. So they've actually had one more point in the last 10 games than yeah, the they're Islanders. Only, they're only trailing them by two. And they just got a good 6-3 win over over the Sabres the other day. And, yeah, no, I mean, I've been super impressed. With Brian Rust com- came, coming back, it's really sparked He's kind of been that, like, dark that horse team. person yeah. on that team. Like, he's definitely been my fan duel, like, dark horse. Like, all right, I hate the Penguins. Brian Rust. I didn't realize how influential <laughs> Brian Rust was either. But he has been a great spark for that team. And, you know, Getzel and Crosby have been meshing really well. And uh, Kasperi Kapanen's really starting to – pan out you know with a fellow Russian Malkin and they're getting good at the right time so if they can stay good and you know DeSmith looks pretty good Tristan Yari's a very qualified backup now or second goalie like they got a good thing going yeah and you know if the Capitals weren't going nine and one in the last ten they yeah. probably you know they'd probably be getting jumped by one of these two teams but it's been coming that 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 eastern you know that mass mutual east that everyone thought it was going to be yeah, and one thing in their favor is the Penguins always, no matter how different the standings are, how hot the caps are, <laughs> Penguins seem to always, they are always in a position to win those games. Yeah. It's always so emotional, those games. So And they're always fun to watch. So they're, Yeah, we've been blessed with eight of those this year, or we will be. Yeah, and then the Central, you know, I mean, these teams, I think they've all kind of cooled off a little bit and kind of been trading some wins. I mean, the hottest team, I think, has been Detroit uh, as of late, but... Yeah, you know, overachievers. You know, the guys still, that you they're still cellar dwelling. You know, yeah. but but they've been pretty hot and they've been winning some games. And you know, Dallas has been winning a few. Uh, and uh, Nashville's crept up, you know, into the yeah, top they, four. Yeah, now. they have won. I mean, they won last night against the Blackhawks, and Blackhawks have kind of they've really cooled off, tapered like, off a little. Yeah, bit they here were for that sure. like surprise team. You know, they were winning the division, or they were second in the division, I think, at one point. But I mean, Patty Kane's still having himself another great season. Yeah, and but. I yeah. would love to see him in the playoffs at the end of the year, but it's yeah. starting to seem like, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it was a phase. <laughs> yeah, you know, they got hot for a minute, and uh, we'll see how they, they finish out. I was going to bring up, you know, that's kind of funny before we totally move on from the East, is Zabin and Jad, you know, 16 oh, points yeah. in his last seven. Get, yeah. 12 of those coming in two games against Philly, man. So whatever Philly's doing, Zabin and Jad, he knows all the secrets. Or uh, oh, yeah. Someone's paying off the goalies. I don't know, but he's had... A very fortunate time. And, uh, yeah, his, his point total went from, like, 11 to 27 in the last couple weeks. You know, he's on all those lists of, like, you know, most goals in the last 10 games. But six of them were against one team. It's like when you're in <laughs> high school and you play that super bad team. That, and you, pull, you pad your stats. Super. Oh, yeah. Philly's been that team for Zabinijad for sure. Yeah. And, you know, also back in the East, uh, um, you got talking about the guy stalling out. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stahl now, yeah, no, yeah, Eric Stahl heading to the Montreal Canadiens, and but no, that's not what I was going to bring up. Oh, okay. I mean, that was the biggest trade of the week, and Which, so far, really of the right. season, maybe. Yeah, besides the uh, line A on Rossovich, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know? but everyone saw that one coming. Right? I mean, there was going to, yeah, some move was going to be made there, and but, in. Eric Stahl doesn't, you know, move the needle, move the needle as much as he used to. Yeah. But you know, that's still a a potential dark horse to pick up for the Canadians who are 
I think uh, they're you know, a young, off and on they're a young team, and I think they got the Shea Weber, but maybe it's a little more Corey Perry that, too. So yeah. you know, you, you another know, another veterans. veteran person to get in that locker room and kind of they and they Hope did sign Cole shit. Caulfield because oh, uh, he's done playing college hockey now, so they signed hey, him. So solid, probably pulling him up anytime soon. So just another veteran and another young guy to kind of balance each other out. So, but what I was going to bring up is uh, Alex Ovechkin has been red hot. You know, after having, yeah. I think I saw a thing. It was like seven goals in his first like fifteen games or something, and he's been killing. It. I mean, now he's only four behind Matthews for the league lead, and he had that week he was off, you know, from COVID. Dude, every year he so gets hot he at just some point. Sneaks in, you know. You're like, yeah. oh well, maybe this is an Ovi's year, you know. But, but like, he's got nine Rocket Richards, so. And last year he tied Pasta right for yeah. that. And I think if the season would have played out, he probably would have won it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I still think Matthews, 35, 30, somewhere yeah. around there now, and he's still just killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. So, and you know, yeah. Connor McDavid and Matthews at the top, but, you know, there's a couple people in between them and Ovechkin, but as of right now, I think Ovechkin ends one or two. Yeah, and McDavid just is just annihilating the points total. He's averaging almost two points. He's got like 60 or 62 in his, like, 34 games or 35 games. Yeah, he's got 62 points, and right behind him is Leon Dreisaitl with 53. Yeah. So, you know. Whatever the Oilers do, McDavid will find a way to just rack him up. Yeah, so definitely exciting, you know, hockey going on and watching these guys score goals and come up in the standings. So, but, you know, the Central Division, there's nothing really. I don't know. Central Division is kind of a boring division to me. It would be – I think it would be – a lot more exciting if Dallas wasn't, you know, taking the the dump that they have been this year. I mean, and granted, they've had some injuries. Tyler Sagan's out. They've had a lot of COVID. They've had, you know, yeah, a, a more COVID issues than a lot of your teams. But for them to be in the bottom three of the standings, it's it's hard to see. I mean, I will say that they have that Jake Ottinger kid that has been stepping up as a rookie. I mean, he's five, three, and six, so it's not a stellar record, but he has a Two point three goals against average, and you know a nine oh nine save percentage. So maybe he'll be a spark that you know kind of gets them out of it. But I would, you know, after seeing what happened last year, I would love to see them find their way back in the top four in the central. I think it would make it a little more exciting. Yeah, I mean, definitely having the two teams that played in the Stanley Cup Finals in the same division, you thought it'd be a little yeah. more, you know, heated rivalry. But it really hasn't been Dude, that at all. So the white, the Charizard with the white glove uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not for him. Those were pretty awesome, you know. Or, you know, I mean, There's it was something. awesome they wore There's them, something. but like yeah. those are those the ones that they're gonna look back on and be like, yeah, those were. What, where did the who, ice rink stop and where did we begin? You know, <laughs> you know, it was a bad idea. White on white on white. Yeah, you, know, you got to have something on Everyone, green gloves or green pants. Something's got to offset it. You think uh, Joe Pavelski's using the white stick still? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just straight white like all you see is like his face like Batman all you see is like his mouth <laughs> he was yeah dude that was oh man anyway so yeah that, that the central you know nothing too crazy going on um, but then want to kick it over to the west here yeah let's kick it over to the west so. and you know Vegas still staying pretty solid and consistent like they have been all year just sitting up top there but the Col- team that we yeah. called, yeah, Colorado. Dude, they they heard us, you know, and they're still going strong. They they're are eight, answering. 8-0-2 oh, in their last 10 games. So they've got points in the last 10 games. 
Yeah, and it's eighteen a, points last ten games. So this is what we all knew they were capable of. So if they, we'll Philip see if they can keep that up. Philip Grubauer is playing out of his mind. You know, hockey, and he's the one that heard you, man. You know, he, <laughs> yeah, had some good things to say about Grubauer when we did our deep dive, and yeah, he's since answered the bell, and the Avs have followed suit as a team. I mean, they got so much firepower. So this is a position that we all thought they'd be in. You know, he has five shutouts on the year, and a goal against average is. 1.73, that's pretty freaking good for... 1.73, huh? Yeah, that's, and that's for a starter. Usually that's like a backup that like had a couple good games, you know, right. kinda, you know, stat, but yeah, he's killing it. So um, hopefully they can keep going. And it, it's fun to watch that Colorado team because they remind me of like those, you know, the teams like they're kind of like that McDavid, you know, Matthews where, you know, where they can score a bunch of goals, but it's done by committee. Yeah. You know, when when you see their score and they won eight to four, it's not because one guy like a Matthews or McKinnon scored all, you know, or McDavid yeah. scored all their goals. Like it's spread out through the lineup. Yeah, so. you'll see McKinnon get some goals and assists, but like Miko Ranton and yeah, Landeskog, got Kadri chipping in. You got Don Don Squiz on the team. Yeah, yeah, they they can score from so many places. You know. And you got a good old Eric Johnson back in the blue line, just been doing it for a long time, you know. <laughs> His smile. Nothing's guy. better than Eric Johnson's smile. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably frustrating to play against when you're so mad and he's just smiling at you he's like that. He's got no teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like toothless from yeah. out of Tammy Dragon. But still, Minnesota, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They are definitely the, become the new surprise team in the league. Yeah. You know, like Chicago was the early team, you know, in the league that was surprising everyone. And now Caprizov, man. Dude, he's he's awesome to watch. I don't think there's like at this point, yeah, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but just as far as like Calder, the Calder trophy, there's a clear guy out in front of the pack yeah. right now, Kaprizov. Just so exciting. He keeps getting more exciting every week. Like I think definitely he wins it if it's tomorrow, and I definitely think he's gonna win it, you know, come July. Right. So yeah, definitely keeping things hot in Minnesota. And I think, you know, I think that fourth spot, it's really up for grabs. I mean, you got Minnesota no. on it right now, which I think is probably the favorite to get there. But, you know, Arizona, even L.A. could probably jump up and get that, you know, if, or if Ducks or San Jose get hot. I mean, they are, you know, nine points behind, but still nine points, still a lot of hockey to play. That's crazy. I, think, I mean, St. Louis was last place midway yeah. through the season when they won the Cup just so, a couple years ago. So To have a team get nine points and bounce over the St. Louis Blues. But I think those top three teams are – Looking like a lock at this point, which yeah. Minnesota usually makes in the playoffs, but they're kind of like that team, like eh, the eight seed and one gonna, seed. They're not going to do anything, but they're definitely that team that they're going to play, probably play Vegas or Colorado that first round, and they could be a like toss, a, it's yeah. it's going to be a toss up. I think I think if they play Colorado, like I almost put my money on Minnesota because they've had their number in past you know playoffs where Colorado yeah. was the better team, but Minnesota just didn't go away. So. They could be like, uh, you know, Vancouver last year or yeah. uh, Islanders where they surprise you yeah. making it through the first two rounds or or whatever. That You know, they're capable. I definitely think. I would love to see Phoenix creep on past St. Louis, too, with that young – they got mostly young roster and then Phil Kessel out there, you know, <laughs> just hanging in as an Iron Did Man. Did he get a hat trick the other night? Did he get a hattie? Yeah. I, I'm still a Philly fan. A Phil, Phil fan, that's dude. real, bro. I've been a fan since he was in I mean, you were a Maple Toronto. Leafs guy, and, or you are a Maple Leafs guy. And then he went guy. to Pittsburgh. And I'm a Pens guy, and he was great in Pittsburgh. So yeah. great. I mean, it's it's definitely hard to argue, like a valid argument to say that he deserved the uh, – 
Conchmite that first cup oh, run yeah. hit, he is he was just tearing it up and one point less than Crosby, I think it was, or I think he might have had more the first year, like it was one less goal or something. There was yeah. one stat that he was one less, and that's right. probably where they like, well, Crosby, yeah, captain, he's Crosby, uh, yeah. So if he's winning in one category, he deserves it. Yeah. So, you know, I think Phil definitely is going to go down in history as one of those guys that I don't think he's ever, you know, going to get the recognition he deserves on a team. But such a pure score, yeah. great shot, and you know, and and from uh. You know, being a U.S. guy, you know, it's always yeah. fun. Like, he just is so exciting to watch the Olympics. He always steps it up for Team U.S. And he, and he embraces the the jokes and, like, you know, I love Dude, how he's, he's just a good, fan yeah. favorite and he knows it and he kind of just goes along with the joke and he makes that fun. Yeah, so. he, people can, you know, make fun of him all day for eating McDonald's, but he can just joke right back about how he's <laughs> slamming Big Macs and scoring Hatties, dude. That's <laughs> right, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, Phil, Phil Kessel gives every big man in hockey, you know, a little – little extra umph to, you know, give That's it. That's right. <laughs> it's for you. So definitely could make it in the playoffs. So I think it would be fun to watch them. I mean, they, they did pretty good in that little bubble playoff last year. They went, they got yeah. into the, the 16. They did. They didn't go past that. No. But, you know. But they, you know, it's still overachieving for the history of the Coyotes, you know, to make it that far. <laughs> Outside of that, like, Western Conference Finals run in, like, 2012. Yeah. It's been a long time but since hey, we've seen too Shane much. Shane Doan's back part of the organization when, after he was retired, he wasn't part of the organization for oh, so yeah. long. So they That's brought him back this year, and hopefully they can That's keep the magic guy. going. So. Great guy. And, uh, you know, big highlight tonight out in the West, Patrick Marlowe is uh, going to play his 1,757th game. And pass Mark Messier for sole possession of second in NHL history. Yeah, right behind for uh, most games. Yeah, right behind Gordy Howe, which I think he's he's gonna pass in this year. Yeah. So well, who's sitting at one thousand seven sixty seven? So ten games away from passing Howe. So in yeah. ten, you know, two weeks we're gonna be talking about how he passed up Gordy Howe, and he's you know, yeah, at, but still doesn't have a cup. But hey, that's a stellar career. Yeah, I mean he's. He's uh, got this Ironman streak of 887 consecutive games. Yeah. I didn't realize he was holding that. And then, you know, he's sixth in points for active players with 1,194. He's going to go down as one of the greats, you know, yeah. regardless. You know, one of those few great players that never got a cup. Yeah. Or, well, there's probably more than a few, but, yeah, one of those guys <laughs> yeah, that uh, so. consistently lit the lamp and uh, moved the needle but never got a cup. But uh, hopefully he can – I think he'll be get, get traded – Let's see. I mean, does his 10th game come after? I think if his 10th game comes after the trade deadline, then he stays a Shark because I'm pretty sure they want to have him in a Shark jersey yeah. when that happens. But I mean, That's a monumental moment, yeah. And if it comes before the trade deadline, then he's out of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my speculation there. I mean, I could probably look at the calendar and figure it out, but, you know, that's my speculation. Um, and then the Scotia North. Kind of, you know, it's the same story. Toronto's up top, even though they kind of sl- slipping lately still, but they had such a big lead, they're still there. But Winnipeg's, you know, they've been that sleeping giant, you know. They, back up, yeah. They just, you know, that's like the tortoise, you know, and the hare. They've just been slowly going, 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 going. I mean, they haven't been stellar at any point in the season. They haven't got any huge winning streaks, but they've just, you know, win two, they've been lose there. one, they've lose been two, there. win one, you know, win two, yeah. lose one. So and here they are sitting in second place now. And I didn't realize how solid Toronto was against Edmonton this year, though. Six, even, one, and one in the eight games they've played. 
Even though, as I'm looking at the TV right now, they just lost in overtime 3-2. Oh, it's a 6-1-2. and two. But still, <laughs> that's a pretty solid record against, uh, uh, you know, fellow Scotia North opponent, Yeah, Edmonton. But, you know, that's fun to see that rivalry and that those games competitive, though, Edmonton and Toronto, and to see all them in it. And I think that will definitely probably be that the deciding, you know, two teams that go to the Final Four yeah. in the NHL. So. It's, it's about the, time we see those young guys at that level. Matthews it would and then be McDavid awesome. and Drysaddle on the other side. Yeah, it would be definitely awesome to watch those two battle it out to get into that semis oh, for yeah. the Stanley Cup. So, But, yeah, other than that, I mean, Montreal is not great, but they're still sitting in fourth because the other, you know, three teams are not great either. So, But Calgary and Vancouver are only two points behind, so... I think that four spot is, you know, could be up for grabs yeah, between those three. I definitely think it's been up for grabs all se- sorry, all season. But you know, I think Montreal just slowly puttering away while their people just beat up on each other. So, yeah, you know. But if I was a betting man, I mean, out of those three, who do you think gets in? Montreal, Calgary, or Vancouver? Mm, yeah, I think I'd still have to go with Montreal just because the Calgary and Vancouver have just been too inconsistent. They, yeah, they get maybe, they're, on, they're streaky. Maybe but, maybe Suter, you know, gets Calgary in there. I mean, you know, he you know they're pumped up because the last time ESPN was filming hockey was you know when they were in the cup. <laughs> and yeah. He was the coach, so yeah. So maybe you know he can turn that ship around. I mean, they definitely got the talent with Gaudreau and and Kachuk. You know, they got yeah. some great young players out there. Um. But, I think I think Montreal will be the most active team at the trade deadline, so I think they're going to go, yeah, all in. And in Carey Price, we believe, you know, we all know what he's capable of, and he's still a solid goaltender. So, yeah. So you know, you know I guess Montreal is probably my pick, but I'd, I'd yeah. like to see. Did you see uh, Gary Suter talking about Johnny Goudreau on his 500th game? No. So Johnny Goudreau is playing his 500th game. And the interviewer asked, you know, Johnny, Brian Suter, I mean, Gary, Gary Suter. Daryl Suter? Daryl Suter. Man, there's so many Suters. There's a lot, yeah. (laughs) So Daryl Suter about um, Johnny Gaudreau, what he thinks about him on his 500th game. And he said, well, if you're talking about just his 500th game, hopefully he has a little more energy than he did on his 499th. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, classic Daryl Suter. Oh, man. That's Never funny. satisfied, and you could tell like that's what he's he's thinking things like that by his face. You know, every every night, you know, just his face is always the same. <laughs> that bitter beer face. Yeah. <laughs> but and I think I think I think teams they 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 need that sometimes that old mentality of like you know it's kind of like we've talked a lot to those Provo River Blades, and what turned their season around was getting this, you know, new coach. Yeah, coaching change. And what he was, he was all about hard work, you know, blocking shots, doing all those hard things. Winning the battles. You know, winning those battles, you know, going into the corners. And even when we asked the guy, like, you know, hopefully get a goal, and he's like, I don't care about getting goals. I want to block shots, you know, like that, that mentality of, like, team first, you know. That's really cool when you hear something like that, especially with off how offensive minded yeah. sports are getting right now you know and it's like nobody's getting paid to play defense anymore well in hockey they are yeah and you so need guys playing and defense. so i think that's why you know teams they they have the younger coaches and you know the kind of the more offensive guys and the you know technicalities and the 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 numbers guys yeah. you know the analytics and stuff and then 
that doesn't work out. So they bring in what you I would consider a hockey guy, you know, like a hard nose, you know, mm-hmm. old old guy, you know, old style coach, and you know it works. But I think it only works for uh, you know so long. So you gotta have a happy blend of I, I, you know, the I, new style of play and some of the older style for sure. Yeah, so I think you know bringing in a Daryl Suter works for a couple of years, but then his same message will fall on deaf ears, and he'll probably be gone in about four yeah. years max. So I mean, it's crazy. It's good for him to, to that he's still coaching around these days. I didn't think we were going to see Daryl Suter back in the head coaching <laughs> position. No, you know, and he again, but yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. So good yeah. luck to him and the Canadians. We'll see what happens. So yeah, I mean that's it's been a good season so far. Did you see Mackenzie Blackwood's probably save of the year the other day? No, I did not. Dude, he's on the other side of the net and he slides across and literally kicks the puck that's like looks like it's in the net out. Like wow. splits everything. It was amazing. So the guy's like ready to sell you about his goal that he just yeah, got. And it's it was like, the closest tricked you like best save I've ever seen. So Dude, that's hats awesome. off to Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, and that's that off. Probably I think will be save of the year. You yeah. Know? So, and uh, for all you those out here, all the potential refs or you know people that uh, use a mic, <laughs> beware of a hot mic beware. costing you career. That's right. Tim Peel is no longer coaching the NHL. Who was due to retire in a month? <laughs> I don't know if they still give him his retirement at that point or how that works, but he's definitely not refing any more games after uh, being caught recorded on a hot mic saying, "I wanted to give the Predators a penalty." <laughs> <laughs> right at the beginning of the period, or something, in something along those lines, he just he called a penalty because he wanted to call a penalty. Yeah. It's not because they actually got a penalty on an embellishment call, and it was, it's yeah. rough. So be careful about hot mics. Be guys. careful. I mean, we're talking on one day we'll mics. probably get you know yeah shit can for a. <laughs> it, it's, it is kind of funny how that <laughs> goes. You know, on the one mic. time your hot mic, you say something like, or the one time you say something really bad, like yeah, you know, your mic. People hear it crystal clear for the first time ever or something. You know? <laughs> He's probably said that a hundred times in his career, you know. Yeah. He could be standing in the middle of the ice trying to say like the outcome of a challenge, you know, and nobody can hear a thing. Yeah. But then he's skating around talking about calling penalty and everybody hears it. National TV catches it. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, man. I mean, it <laughs> sounded like he was a good ref from people that have spoken out about him and you know, so a respectable guy, but that's just it is kind of sad to think about those moments can cost you a career, so you definitely got to be careful in these days. You know, everything's recorded. You know, there's so much, so <laughs> yeah. many ways to get caught. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So definitely looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. Know, it's turning out to be a better season than I could have ever, you know, even with all the cancellations and stuff like, dude, it's been so fun. And even with youth hockey ending, high school hockey ending, I mean, we still got Grizzlies for a good amount of time, but juniors has ended, but we still got, you know, we're going to have an have NHL a lot hockey, of hockey to go, you know, yeah. into July. So, I mean, yeah, the silver line, we're not going to have that like long period of like summertime where the only thing you see on sports channels is baseball highlights, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. The top 10 is another nine diving catches yeah. and then like some random like soccer play in Europe or something, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh. and, and maybe, you know, hockey's back on ESPN. Maybe we'll be seeing a uh, more, more hockey, yeah. hockey highlights. Maybe we'll start to like grasp how, skilled some of these hockey top 10 plays are you know because uh, i swear hockey always creeps in as like the number nine play you know and then the, <laughs> the next eight are just you know i don't know i, I, I shouldn't say but yeah they, they don't seem nearly as athletic or skilled as you know the hockey one hockey play that makes it on but yeah hey we'll see speaking of uh, espn you know disney owns espn you know and hockey coming back did you see the ducks walking in with their 
Yeah, the Mighty Ducks jerseys from the first Mighty Ducks movie. That was classic, man. They should bring that as an alternate now. Dude, I want one. I got online, and I see if I can buy one. I couldn't find it, so I got to jump on again and see if I can get one. Keep our eyes peeled (laughs) for the Ducks jersey. Quack, quack. We'll keep it quacking. Quack, quack, quack. (laughs) Yeah, so that was awesome to see. Um, And that's all I got for NHL. You got anything else? No, that's all I had as well. You know, a great episode. Yeah, and I want to. I want to also um, say congratulations to Aaron. I'm probably gonna butcher this, but Aaron Frankel. Um, she won the Patty Kazmaier Award for women's hockey. She was oh, a goalie really? out at Northeastern. So, hey, good for her. So good on her, and yeah, it's been a great episode. Um, be sure to you know follow us at Welcome to Cut Talk. Hit us up on Instagram. DM us for what you want to hear, and uh, we got some sweet merch now. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, uh, I mean, I don't want to, like, get it too much out there, but we are working on a website right now. Oh, really? So we will have a website up where you can buy Welcome to Cup Talk merch and some other things. Um, there's going to be some other, you know, hockey-related stuff on there, too. So More but, to follow. Uh, yeah. So uh, this episode was brought to you by Hockey Stops. Hockey Stops is a local veteran-owned hockey shop in Ogden located at 4590 Harrison Boulevard, starting with a dream and a hope to give back to the community and grow the sport. Hockey Stops is a storefront location, open seven days a week, and carries everything from gear, stickers, even training tools. They even got some local coffee in there. Go check it out. Yeah, Hockey Stops also specializes in blade contouring and sharpening. Hockey Stops offers family and team sharpening passes that can save money for everyone. Um, Come in, see Corey. You know, someone you can trust with your skates. He's definitely going to give you that edge you need on the ice and over the competition. And this week, he's doing a special uh, $5 sharpenings for people. There's a camp going on or a skills clinic going on at Weaver. Oh, okay. And so on Mondays and Wednesdays, he's doing $5 sharpenings for people in that clinic. And then on Tuesdays, $5 for everyone else. So, Dude, can't beat a $5 sharpening. Go in there, dude, get a $5 sharpening. pro like Corey. Yeah, dude. Best, best edge you'll get in the state. I guarantee it. So go in there, check it out, you know, get your skates, you know, taken care of, wander around the store, you know, pick up a new stick, you know, see what they got. Um, he's definitely got the stuff that's well-priced, you know, it's not all way yeah. expensive stuff. It makes sense for your budget, wherever you are in your hockey career, he's got it and he's got something at the right price for you. And of course, just like my kids, they they always grab a handful of stickers. I think I oh, buy dude, more stickers got, there so, than anything. But <laughs> he's got a good <laughs> sticker set up. Oh yeah, get some stickers for the kids. For the kids. For the kids. Yeah, and so yeah, it's been a great episode, everybody. You guys all have a good weekend. Yeah, catch you later. <laughs>